Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. happened to Mike Schmidt, 40-year-old boy podcast. Look, do me a favor. Do not look at the calendar. Don't point at a clock. Nobody likes a smart ass. Don't go look. Oh, and don't nobody bring up last week's show. Oh, you said it was going to be. I thought it was. a. And then you thought about doing a. And maybe you were going to. You made a promise. that uh, I know. I know. I know. Look, I and it's look, there's no charm in talking about this week after week either. There's no. It seems almost like, hey, man. I don't have a lot to talk about these days. Why don't I generate content by doing a late show and then talking about how late it is? See, that's not what's going on here. I know it seems like that's the case. And I know you're holding my feet to the fire or my, my fire to the flame or my hands to the feet, whatever the fuck you're doing uh, with your, your tap, tap, tapping on your watch or you're pointing at your calendar there on the wall because apparently you're listening, <laughs> you're listening to this show in 1954. Thank you. Thank you for bringing me back to 1954. Are we in Korea yet? I don't know if we are. I know we're out of Germany. Uh, perhaps we're headed for Korea. I don't know. When, when did that start? When did, let's call Hawkeye. Hawkeye, quit killing babies on the bus and tell me exactly when we started that war in Korea. Because um, we got to Vietnam in, what, 63? Uh, Korea's coming to this 54. But we're just, when are we not at war? Let's think about that. Let's go look at that right now for just a second. We left Vietnam in, what, 73? And then we went into Cambodia. Uh, and I think we went into Somalia at some point, didn't we? And we fought some pirates there. Uh, and it, which is a drag because that one guy's the captain now. And then we show up and we fucking shoot him right in the chest. He's like, oh, man, I am the captain now. What's your problem? And we say, well, you know, you're not the captain now. We're the Americans and we fight everybody all the goddamn time. Uh, speaking of which, you know, you're sitting there again, as I've mentioned, you're motioning over to your calendar as, as again. I don't know why. Again, you're in 1954. Again, I'm going to say again and again and again, over and over and over. Uh, who has a calendar on their wall? Remember when we sold calendars? We did that for a while. We did one well, for a while, for a year. We sold one calendar and uh, with Max's artwork on it. And it was awesome. And, you know, I should have what I should have done is I should have gone in and put like special 40 year old boy dates within there. We could have written a whole thing. But I, I think we got that through Zazzle. Didn't we do that through Zazzle? Zazzle's fucked. Zazzle was it's like four people in a garage somewhere sewing buttons on hats. It's like, what the fuck? It's like whenever I see these people who are selling stuff and they're like, oh, man, you can totally get our our T-shirts through uh, Scripto. 
And then Scripto's just some fucking middleman, so you don't have to pay for the shirts. So then, as I've told you many times before, this is why we don't have shirts, because I, I don't have a chunk of money to pay for shirts. I'd love to pay for shirts. I owe some of you shirts, for fuck's sake, for Patreon. But uh, but I have to pay for those shirts somehow, some way. And I don't think by putting out shows every 10 or 11 days, I can start a Kickstarter to fucking fund a t-shirt run. How great would that be? You know, I see these people all the time. You know, I got a buddy, a friend of mine, Chris Mancini. I just did his podcast. Uh, what are you watching with Chris Mancini? That's available. Go listen to that. Listen to my voice on there as I'm talking about nothing. Uh, he actually, and he, you know, he promoted it. He promoted, he promoted it from his account. He promoted it from comedy film nerds, which doesn't even exist anymore. He promoted it from White Cat Entertainment, which I assume is him, I suppose, and, and or his company at the very least. Uh, who, who wins in a fight? White Cat Entertainment or Throw Punch Media? Who goes at it? Who, who squares up and has a big battle right there? I, I'm worried. I think I get uh, carved up by those claws. White Cat's got claws. Don't kid yourself. Or at least it did this week when it had my voice featured on there and I talked about, again, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, every time I talk to Chris, the movie Thief comes up. It just has to because it's so important to me in my life, but he always wants to hear about it. Uh, and by wants to hear about it, I mean, he's like, give me some movie that people should watch. And it's always it's at the top of my list that to live and die in L.A. Those movies are always there. Um, the foreign version of Let the Right One In. Why don't we go with that? Near Dark which I recommended to some friends once and they fucking hated it. Oh my Christ, did they hate it? Uh, and they made fun of me because they were young people. They didn't understand what a slow burn was. They were waiting for whiz bang action and vampires and biting. And, uh, and all they got was a guy who got a spur across the throat. And then Jenny Wright looking fucking morose in the goddamn light while her, she turned uh, she flipped a cowboy, she bit a cowboy and flipped him. And then the little kid from fucking river's edge was in it too. And Lance Henriksen. See, you can't argue with Lance Henriksen and Jeanette Goldstein and Bill Paxton. That's three actors from Aliens. I'd watch him do anything. I'd, I'd watch him do a vampire movie. I'd watch the three of them have a fucking spit-roasting porno. And I wouldn't even care who was in the middle. Jeanette Goldstein could strap it on and she could peg one of those fellas. Although, uh, is Bill Paxton dead? Did he die? I think so. Yeah, he's dead. So I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to back out of the spit roasting at this point. I do. I don't need to see zombie Bill Paxton taking it in the ass from a Jeanette Goldstein as she leaves her bra company for a day to go film a scene with him and ancient, ancient Lance Henriksen. Lance is an old man these days, but he still makes movies. They drag him out to do. Oh, you know what? He was in a video game that I played. I played a video game called Detroit Become Human, and he was the voice of a dude. And the second he opened his mouth, I was like, that's fucking Lance Henriksen. This is fucking awesome. Uh, you know, because on Twitch, I play video games. I don't know if you're aware of this. I do that. I, I ditched that this week, too. I, I ditched that two days in a row. What a fucking mess. Um, but you're not here to hear about that. Nobody's here to go. Well, Mike, exactly. Why don't you tell us? No, no, no. Because again, then it just looks like I'm doing it to generate some sort of thing to talk about. And that's fucking foolish. Instead, let's just talk. Let's talk on a breeze. Let's like let's just let this conversation float around like a feather in the air in the goddamn Gump movie. Right. Maybe I sit next to you on a bench with some chocolate. I fucking talk to you, old lady, before you get in a goddamn bus. And I tell you about me playing ping pong and, and then fucking telling the president I got to take a leak. How fucking awful is Gump? Honestly, why does he beat Pulp Fiction? I'm furious at him. Now, look, did I like Pulp Fiction, the movie? Or I'm sorry. Yes, of course, I love that. But what did I like Gump, the movie? Yes, I did. I was I must admit it. Um, as I've said many times before, I'm a little disappointed in the fact that fucking. Oh, that's another Jenny Wright, isn't it? Is she? Well, no, it's Jenny. Uh, but it's Robin Wright. So I, I'm very close. We have a Jenny Wright in one movie. We've got a Robin Wright in one movie, but she plays a Jenny. What if Jenny Wright's name in in uh, Near Dark is Robin? What a fucking mix-em-up that is. 
Look at me mashing up movies without even thinking about it. Look how my brain works. It just fucking careens like a goddamn out of control roller coaster, which is really a misnomer because never in ever at any time is the roller coaster out of control. If it is, you're dead. Uh, Let's be honest with ourselves. Let's go ahead and agree on that. Can we agree on this? If you're ever on a remote control roller coaster and it goes out of control, you are dead because it's going to go flying off of the tracks. Part of me thinks that wouldn't be a bad way to go. Although, you know what? I've always convinced myself that I'm unkillable, like I've said. So it's like, even if the fucking thing jumped in, by the way, let me talk about this for a second. I tell you, I'm unkillable. I have a constant pain in my neck right now that I can't even explain. I don't even, it's like, uh, it's a stiffness. It's a weird stiffness. But then if I move my head a certain way, it shoots a pain up into my skull and down into my spine. And those are, let me get it. I'm going to go. I'm not a medical person, right? I'm no doctor. I don't need no doctor. But I'm going to tell you this. I uh, I do not think I can. I think if you were listing a place that you wanted to have shooting pains, if they were like, hey, man, what are good places to have shooting pains? I'm going to say skull and spine bottom of the list. I, I mean, you got a shooting pain in your wrist. That's one thing. Shooting pain in your ear. All right. Uh, shooting pain in your Adam's apple, which seems fucking weird. I don't know how that happens unless fucking Bruce Lee hits you in the neck with nunchucks. But I seriously, I, you know, any other shooting pain, anywhere else shooting, shooting pain in my cock, I'll even take that. Why not? As opposed to skull or spine. Well, I mean, look, I don't want shooting pains fucking anywhere. All right. Can we go ahead and just establish that? I need to go ahead and make sure that you know that don't, don't step up to me and go, how'd you like this shooting pain and fucking punch me in the arm? Cause that'll suck. And then I'll have to hit you and I don't want to hit anybody anymore. I'm fucking old and f- decrepit and falling the fuck apart. So, uh, and you know, when are you going to see me? Cause I don't ever go to my apartment. I fucking hide in here behind windows and blinds staring out, singing private life by Oingo Boingo and then living it, living it by myself. <laughs> this is, this is my private life. Uh, all right. So here's the thing. I am so glad that you're listening. I, I, I'm, this will not count against your regular fucking, uh, uh, mandatory 52, I don't think right now we'll see what happens. What if it, what it might, cause last week also the same thing. I didn't think that was going to kind of get your 52 and then it shook out and it was a decent show. So I made a, I made that episode, whatever the fuck. So that was fine. But this week, I don't, I don't know. And I'm, I'm a little weirded out right now. I'm not going to lie to you. Cause, uh, I, I stayed up late to do the show. <laughs> Here's why. Cause I have, uh, I have new neighbors now and, and this is my dumb logic. My neighbors are upstairs now. I didn't have upstairs neighbors. I had a woman named Laura. She was lovely. Uh, she lived above me the entire time I lived here. She'd lived in this building for fucking like 30 years, man. She was awesome. And then, uh, you know, the fucking germ came and wiped out her job and every other goddamn thing. And so she wound up having to bail. So she went and she, uh, it was kind of a, whatever the fuck she, she went and lived with her mom too as well. Why am I giving her life away? Whatever the fuck she had to leave. Uh, because not only for her, but also for her family, it was, it was a better thing to do. So she went and moved in, uh, leaving this upstairs apartment vacant and vacant for a while. It's been because this is, this is a good five months ago. I think she booked. So, uh, it's empty and empty. And and then all of a sudden, I think I mentioned before that they were working on shit up there. They were putting in, I don't know, fucking it. You know what it sounded like? They were putting in a goddamn roller derby floor. Cause it was just fucking loud. And they had a buzzsaw and all sorts of fucking noises and shit. And I, then I heard what they were asking for the apartment upstairs and I laughed a hearty laugh. I'm like, all right, well, good for them. They better be doing some serious fucking work up there. Um, and also, you know what? She'd been in there 30 years. So I'm sure there's a lot of things that you got to strip out and fucking repaint and the whole nine, whatever the fuck, especially to make it attractive for people. Although right now in California, man, I don't know how attractive you got to make anything. I, 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 there are so many people sleeping on the goddamn ground that they scrounge together the fucking two months or whatever, three months. Is it first and last first, last, and then the one you're in. And then, uh, and then, so it's three months rent, right? That's what you got to have to move into a joint these days. I wouldn't know. I haven't done it in tw- 23 years. 
uh, I dug in like a goddamn tick in this building and here is where I will die. Um, but anyway, so they, they got the building, the, the, the apartment upstairs, which is empty other than workmen and shit like that. Well then, uh, this, this week, cause it's been, it was silent. It was fucking quiet. But now this week there's fucking noises again coming out of there. Now, again, she moved a while ago. It's got to be five months. And then they had workmen and all that shit. They even warned me. They go, look, these workmen are going to be fucking loud. I'm like, that's fine, whatever. And it was. It was fine. But now there's more hammering, rolling. I, I don't even, I can't even fucking describe it. But there's more noises coming from the uh, the upstairs apartment. And I, uh, like, I don't want to, here's the, all right, here's the deal. Uh, I don't want to go up there. Because, first of all, I don't want to fucking talk to anybody. I don't, I don't even want to get the mail. I don't want to leave my house. You know this. But, uh, but I don't want to go up there because here's why. What if it's not workmen? Okay. If it's workmen, fine. I don't give a fuck. Whatever the fuck. They're putting in a goddamn atrium, whatever. But if it's not workmen, and then I got to go upstairs and see who the fuck is in this apartment and ask them why they're making noise, then I look like busybody jag-off neighbor. All of a sudden, I'm fucking Gladys Kravitz peeking in your window going, excuse me, what's all the noise? Shut up, idiot. Go downstairs to your house and leave these people alone. Because why? Why should I care? Well, I should care because they're up above me and they're making a ton of fucking noise. But at the same time, uh, I'm, I'm curious because I want to know if it's people. And I also kind of want to know what the fuck they're doing up there because there's a lot of banging and shit. So I, I don't know. It, it's it's a dilemma, folks. I Like I said, a a uh, there's so many reasons to not talk to anybody or ever go upstairs. There's I'm fat. I don't want to take stairs. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to walk up there because I and I because I will say that this is completely true. My building is fucking, you know, I've been here 23 years, whatever the fuck. And I've been upstairs a handful of times. Lenny used to live upstairs and I've been in. There was an upstairs neighbor once who invited me upstairs, kind of a barbecue thing. and We went into his house. Um, but I don't, I don't go into anybody's apartments. Like I don't. So when I go up on the steps, I've, I've gone up in the steps to take a photo of the pool once when it was filled with volcanic ash from a fire. And also I'll do it. If there's like a police helicopters, I want to see what the fuck is going on on the horizon. But I don't, I, walking up the stairs feels weird. It feels like I'm in a jail because the, it's a, it's an old building. And then you're so close to people's doors. And, and also they're because they know I live downstairs. So if I'm upstairs, I got to have a fucking reason. So if somebody peeks out the window and sees me, they're going to be like, whoa, what the fuck is downstairs guy doing upstairs? And then I feel like I got to explain myself to everybody and knock on their fucking door and go, don't mind me. I'm downstairs guy, but I have a purpose. Uh, But I don't really have a fucking purpose, man. I don't. Uh, although I will tell you this, when I was losing weight before, the, when I was the fattest guy in the world and I got my surgery, uh, you know, I had my uh, disc man around my neck like a lanyard, and then I took the stairs. Then I walked up, then I made it a thing. I walked in circles, and I'm sure people glanced and, and looked at me like I was a fucking idiot, and that's fine, because why not? You should look at me like a fucking goon as I'm walking around trying to lose weight, but then look at me now as I waddle around with my fucking epiglottis clogged with fucking beef, <laughs> whatever the fuck else I have jammed in my throat these days. Dudes, man, it is a mess. It is a goddamn mess. But the, you know this. We all know this about everything. Everything's a mess. The world's a fucking mess. We know this. So uh, so I want I want to go upstairs to their building or to their door because it's open. There. That's the thing. I'll, I've walked to kind of peek upstairs, and they're in there with the lights on and the front door open. So it makes me want to go and just kind of, <laughs> you can't, that's the problem is I can't just breeze by and like glance in. Oh, hello. What's going on in there? I, you know, then you're a jag off. Uh, but I also don't want to knock on the door because I, look, maybe if I went and bought like fucking cherries, berries or some bullshit, right? If I brought him a ham, maybe I could do that. I could talk to these fucking people. Cause then you come bearing gifts. You're not just some fucking spy. 
you know, you're somebody who's gone ahead and said, oh, you know what? I'm the welcoming committee. I'm going to go ahead and say hi to my new neighbors. Instead of being spooky guy, it was like, what's all the fucking noise, neighbors? Meh. Nobody gives a shit about that guy. I hate that guy. I want to throw him off the fucking balcony. What if that happened? Holy fuck. What if I went up there and I just poked my eyes like, hey there, guys, just want to ask a question. And like a fucking battalion ran out of the goddamn place and hurled me off the balcony. I would land in the foliage and be sad. I don't want to be sad in the foliage. Folks, come save me. Save me from myself. Somebody drive to my house and honk. I don't even give a fuck who you are. Anybody, drive up to my apartment and honk. I'll run outside and hop in your car. We'll cruise off like fucking Danny and, and uh, fucking leather pants. I can't remember her fucking name right now. Uh, she's hopelessly devoted to me. She uh, she was stranded at the drive-in. Sandy, that's who the fuck it is. Danny and Sandy. How would I not remember that? Uh, and then we'll just, we go, because we, we go together, folks. Like, shoo-ba-loo-ba-loo-ba-da-da-da-da-da. Bang, bang, chick-a-da-bang, ba-bang. Oh, pick me up now, let's go. I don't want to bother my neighbors. But here's another thing. That's during the day, right? So I'm thinking to myself, well, they're noisy. I should probably check in them. But also at the same time, you know, I want to record this show. And I want to record this show in the daytime because uh, here's one thing I have done. This is one good thing I've done with my life in the past two and a half weeks. Uh, I've become a guy who goes to bed at uh, midnight. No later. I've been to bed at one o'clock once, once or twice. Eh, all right. I've been, I go to bed at one o'clock, no later. Uh, but usually I'm in bed by midnight. And then I, and then I set my clock and I set it for eight o'clock and then I hit snooze until nine. And then I wake up and I'm like, all right, let's tackle the day. Uh, and then I'm, I'm a feared of the day. I'm a scared of the day. Uh, but at least I'm up and I'm keeping it a, a, a normal because I, I close all the windows and doors and I, and I'm, I'm sleepy. It's dark. And then I wake up in the morning when there's birds and shit, it's fucking awesome. And that's exactly how you should get around your life. That's what I've been told over and over. You got to have a sleep schedule. That's normal. And so I've had a, for like two and a half weeks now, I've had a normal sleep schedule, right? So I'm like, I got to record this goddamn show. However, there always seems to be some kind of fucking rattling noise. Like upstairs, again, there, there's a bowling alley being fucking installed. Or my neighbor next door has his TV up super loud. Or he's yelling on the phone. Uh, or he's playing a loud Frank Sinatra booming thing. And that's fine. And again, I don't care. Because it's daytime. You can't tell people to shut the fuck up in the daytime. Hey, hey, hey. I'm trying to entertain the masses. Nobody wants to hear that bullshit. Uh, so instead, I let them. I let them live their lives, which is fine. Uh, but then it gets to be, then it gets to be like, uh, seven o'clock or no, I'm sorry. Let's, let's do it this way. It gets to be around four o'clock and I'm like, Oh, you know, the Phillies are on. I'll throw the Phillies on until they're done with their noises. Uh, and then I watch the Phillies game and then the Phillies end. And, uh, and then I go, Oh, you know what? The, the Dodgers are on. I'll watch them late baseball. And then I'll go. And then I'm like, well, you know, if there's no noises upstairs, I should record. Well, they'll be done in a second. And then I watch the game and all of a sudden that game ends at like 1030. And as I've said, I'm going to bed at like midnight. And I have to leave myself a window of time to go ahead and record this and then upload it and all that stuff. And basically, uh, I wind up going, oh, yeah, I guess it's too late. Now, see, here's the thing. We all know this. We all know this is me just avoiding work. This is me just going, yeah, no, I, Christ, because I don't need to watch the Phillies and they're not making noise the whole time. What if they were? What if, you know what? I got to be honest with you. You know who's moving in upstairs? The Miami Sound Machine. They have and they will not stop shaking their body and doing that conga. They do it all day long. <laughs> and I'll tell you this, I was going to go tell them to stop uh, and I'm going to eventually because I can't control myself any longer. I'm going to head up there and be like, oh, fellas, you and your Moroccan's got to fucking go. And then sure enough, the battalion runs out. They grab me. And they pitch me over the railing. And now I'm sad in the foliage as, the, as they fucking sing about bad, 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 bad boys who make them feel so good. I'm not one of them, though. I'm one of the bad, 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 bad boys that gets tossed off the balcony into the sad foliage. And has, to, and has to frown and be morose. I'm as morose as uh, Jenny Wright in fucking Near Dark. 
uh, <laughs> the Miami Sound Machine lives upstairs. It's you know who's up there? Eisensturge, Eisensturge Newsbauten. Who's there? Fucking what the Eisensturge the Newbauten? They were a German noise band. Look them up. Google it. I think so. Didn't they play? They played like fucking, uh, uh, like like buzz saws on on aluminum. You know what I mean? One of those fucking stupid bands. Like Lou Reed made that fucking album called Machine Music, and everybody's like, "Oh, Lou Reed's new album's coming out." It's like, yeah, this is fantastic. It's him banging a ball peen hammer on a fucking trash can lid. Woohoo! That guy's a legend. <laughs> Good for you, man. Holly came from out on the island. In the back room, she was everybody's darling. But she never lost her head, even when I handed her a goddamn screwdriver and I told her to plunge it through an aluminum fucking panel. And I will record it and call it a song because I am a dick. Oh, I read a book and it said he was a jag off. I'm sure he's lovely to some people. The Warhol people might have liked him. I don't know. Edie. You think Edie liked him? I don't know. Edie. Who sang that song? Cult? Cure? Cure? Cult? The Cure Cult. I think it was the Cult Cure. I think it was the Alarm. 78 guns and we shot Edie down. Uh, I'm revisiting a lot of songs with a lot of bad lyrics that make no sense, but that's okay. I'm having fun doing it. Uh, so I don't, uh, I, that's the thing is it's like Eisenstern's and Newsbauten's upstairs and I can't, I, I know I'm chilly dipping that fucking name. Google it though. Cause I'm, I'm, if only I could nail it, it would be a perfect reference. And then you would go, Oh, that's who lives upstairs. Uh, I, Eisenstern's, uh, Newbauten. I think that's what it is. Jesus. Fuck. Again, a German noise band. And, and I don't even know. You know what? I shouldn't even say the fucking name. I don't even to say Eisenstern's and Newbauten or whatever the fuck. If I just said German noise band, you know what that means. You're like, all right, good. That's exactly what it is. We know who they are. Uh, and then I referenced Lou Reed and the machine music. Look, I'm covering my own ass here. All right. I'm, I'm telling it's just anybody who's just fucking making noise because that's all they're doing. They're just fucking shouting and banging on shit. It's just toddler music. But for some reason, because he's Lou Reed, they let him get away with it for fuck's sake. I don't know why. Imagine, imagine being the record company. Like, I got to be honest, this pre- this bit could go off the rails because I have no idea if he, he submitted it to a record company. OK, he may have done it from his own his own label, uh, which was shrieking Jagoff records or whatever the fuck <laughs> it, was, it was. Bang, clang, boom records. That's what he put out. Metal music, machine music, whatever the fuck. And uh, but if there was but if there was a label just say he's on like fucking Paramount. Is Paramount even a record label? Probably not. It's more of a movie studio. Whatever. Let's say he's on Casablanca. Him and Kiss and the Village People. They're all together. They're on Casablanca Records. And uh, and look, they got enough trouble with Kiss and their monosyllabic sex songs. So they're like, all right, well, what's this love gun? Yeah, fine. Whatever the fuck. Do you say jizz or come in somebody's eye in it? All right, let's send it to radio. They don't give a shit at that point. They're literally negotiating with four guys dressed as monsters, which is fucking insane. Um... So then the village people come in and they're like, hey, here's a song about fucking at the YMCA. And they're like, really? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, well, I that seems strange because like, aren't there like separate locker rooms? And they're like, wink. And they went, oh, no, you guys are buggering each other. Even the Indian. He's like, yep. Like, God damn it, Philippe Rose. Why are you taking it in the ass from the cop? Uh, and so people are sad and then they're like, all right, well, that's fine. We'll put this record out because maybe disco people will like it. And then they do. And then fucking Lou Reed shows up and they're like, all right, what do you got for us? It's been a long day, Lou. Save us. And he goes, no problem. Here you go. And he presses play and you just hear the sound of a bicycle in one of those fucking car crushers at the junkyard. Just fucking getting annihilated. Just like, everybody's like, what is this? He's like, here's, here's, 
here's the sound of me throwing 45 spoons into an industrial fan. You like that? That's the first single. <laughs> Fucking Lou Reed. And Neil Bogart is just like, you <laughs> jag off. Why are you here ruining this? It's bad enough I got kissed talking about coming in people's hair. And then you show up and you're like, oh, here's a, here's a song. It's me sticking a fork directly into a propeller. How about that? That's a song. Let's fucking throw it out there. Machine music. Da 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 da. Hey man, you ever heard anybody play a toaster with a goddamn shotgun? That's this this song right here. I just fucking set up some toasters, and I, you know what? Here's Wendy O. Williams from the Plasmatics. She's got a sledgehammer and a couple of old televisions. She's gonna guest on this track. It's gonna be fucking awesome. And the fucking record label's just like, who gives a shit? Put it out. It's Lou Reed. Maybe we'll fool a, you know a hundred thousand of his fans into buying it. And I'm sure they did. Word did not get around back in the fucking 70s and 80s. People just bought shit. They saw Lou Reed's name on it. They're like, awesome. Yeah, man, this is going to be totally cool. It's like the Kiss fans or Kiss fans. Were, oh, yeah, this is going to be a Kiss record. And then they buy it. And then they're like, wait a minute. Why is that guy a fox? Well, what happened to the cat dude? Wait, is that the same guy? Because the makeup, nobody fucking knows. Because nobody's reading Hit Parade or In Circus before the fucking album comes out. And nobody's interviewing Kiss to hear about their new fucking release. They're just like, all right, these makeup idiots are putting something out. And uh, and they're the Fox and everybody's like, wait a minute, who's is that guy get a cross on his face? What is that? I don't even know what that is. And someone's like, it's an onk. And he's like, I don't even care. Is the demon still in the band? Yes. Does he spit blood? Yes. Is there fire involved? There is. What about the guy with the star on his face? Yes. All right. That's sort of kiss. That's half kiss. I'll take you know what? I'll take some half measures of kiss. You can throw a Fox in there. You can throw a, a, a fucking, uh, what do you call it, an onk? I did call it an onk. All right, throw the onk in there, too. An onk and a fox. Good Lord. I, you know, the fox, Eric Singer's, or not Eric Singer, uh, uh, who's the guy who died? No, I can't even remember the, fuck, the guy who was the fox. Because Eric Singer's the drummer now. Peter was the main guy. Uh, and then this dude, he had cancer. It fucking killed him. And they love him. Ah, oh, fuck, I can't remember his name. How do I, dudes? This is how bad it is getting old when you don't remember these fucking guys. Although, who the fuck is like, yeah, man, I remember the middle kiss drummer. Nobody nobody remembers that fucking guy. Except, you know, Pat Will and other guys like that. Anyway, who cares? But he, but his fox looked like something that would be on a fucking cereal box. It wasn't intimidating. Not that Peter's fucking cat was intimidating. All the intimidation is over there in the base. That's Gene. He's got the fucking weird eyes and the tongue and the blood and the fire. All right, that's the scary part. And there's always a cute cat behind the thing. But I guess the fox was sort of cute. And why is it a fox makeup? Was it really a fox? I guess it was. I don't know. I'm not in charge of the fucking makeup. What the fuck am I going to do? Are they going to call me in? No, they're not. And they didn't back then. Uh, which is good, quite frankly. Eric Carr. <laughs> That's the drummer. I knew it was an Eric. Uh, Eric Carr just popped into my goddamn brain. All right, he's the fox. And then Vinnie Vincent, of course, is the onk. By the way, did you know this? Here's something I got to tell you. Uh, and I don't mean any disrespect by, the, by this, but I don't. I'm, and also, I got to be honest. I don't know the full story behind this. I've only I've only seen the headlines. The headlines screamed that I was still alive. I couldn't understand it. I thought I died last night. Uh, but the headlines are screaming uh, that Vinnie Vincent, the Ankh, the former guitarist, uh, also not only of Kiss but also of the Vinnie Vincent invasion. Uh, apparently, and this is what I've heard. And again, it's only scuttlebutt. And uh, and uh, boy, and you know how painful that can be if you get the scuttlebutt. Uh, apparently Vinnie Vincent is now a lady. Yes. Uh, I think he's transitioned or he's in the middle of transitioning or he's just living his life as a lady, uh, which means he won't be, or she won't be, uh, I, I don't know if she's changed her name or she's a do a new person yet. 
Um, I don't know. I don't know how she's living, and I'm not trying to dead name anybody. She might not even be Vinny anymore. It might be fucking Alice Vincent. I get no fucking idea. All I know is like a year ago, I saw that that Vinny Vincent may be a lady now uh, and showed up at some rock convention where they were th- <laughs> they thought they were getting Vinny Vincent from the Vinny Vincent invasion, the Ankh from Kiss, the uh, this heavy metal guitarist they thought was going to show up. And uh, and apparently uh, Vince may have been wearing some sort of dress. And uh, had nails uh, done and manicured and a hairdo and stuff. Not that these are stereotypical lady things, but I guess they are stereotypical lady things. But I'm just describing how Vinny showed up or whatever her name is now. If she's even a lady. I know she's a lady, but I don't know. Here's the deal. All right, I don't again. I don't know. Uh, like I know like we know Caitlyn Jenner is a lady and, and that's who she is. And so we have a name and we have uh, who she is. But Vinny Vincent, I only heard this floating around in the ether. So I'm not trying to dead name anybody. I don't know if Vinny's got a new name and I'm not trying to, uh, uh, and I don't know if they've transitioned or he or she, how many pronouns am I going to fucking choose? Uh, let's just go with, you know, here's the thing. I know Vinny Vincent to be a dude, but he might be living his life as a lady now. So let's just call him Vinny. And, uh, and I have now spent far too much time talking about what's going on with Vinny Vincent at this point. Right. Don't you think? Why the fuck did I, I just bring him up? I can't even tell you. Oh, Christ. And you wonder, you wonder why it takes me 10 days to churn this fucking thing out now. Because I got the fucking, I got the Vinnie Vincent now lives as a lady in the forefront of my goddamn brain pan. Um, so these people upstairs, man, I don't even, I don't know what the fuck is going on. And I don't know if they're, you know, it might not even be neighbors yet. It might still be workmen. But then I'm like, are the workmen sleeping over? Because now it's, now it's nighttime. So, all right. So that's, that was the whole fucking point of telling you this. So in the daytime, they're making noise and my other neighbors making noise and things are happening. And so I'm, I, it's just very convenient for me to go, well, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and go ahead and table that show. I'll do it later. Uh, as you know, I usually record the show late at night because there's fucking nobody around. Uh, and I, and also nobody's, look, nobody's fucking heard it and complained. I will say this, my upstairs neighbor, the lady, the woman who lived here before I told her, I said, Hey, you know, I gotta be honest. Uh, I talk a lot sometimes in the middle of the night. And she goes, Oh, I hear you. I'm like, seriously. She goes, yeah, it's no big deal. And I go, all right, I, I'm not keeping you awake or waking you up or anything like that. She's like, no, please. She goes, but I can definitely hear you down there. I said, Oh, good. <laughs> That's good news. I hope it's good. I hope it's funny. Uh, so, so I have that in mind now I have that, you know, carving out space in my fucking brain as I think to myself, well, I got a table during the day while these people are doing whatever the fuck they're doing or whatever they've got going on or, and I don't want to be here while they're, they're putting in a fucking aquarium, whatever the fuck is making all the noise upstairs. Um, so I, I don't want to record and try to compete with that. But now also if she could hear me talking, I don't think there's any doubt that they're going to hear me talking, right? Uh, let me ask you this, though. Can they hear me knocking? Uh, they're probably upstairs right now because, look, I'm not going to lie to you. It is 3.45 a.m. on, on Friday night, uh, uh, Saturday morning, which, which again, blows a fucking hole in my, hey, man, why don't you be in bed by midnight every day and all that bullshit. I know it does, but it was just uh, just such a fucking slog to get an ice cream scoop and drill it into my fucking skull and scrape this show out of the fucking inside. I know it's, it's weird. Uh, and you don't want to hear that. Nobody wants to fucking hear that. I know what you've been waiting actually for. And I, and look, I'll be honest with you. Truthfully, this is what I've been waiting for too. I, the show would have been out on time. I, I, I had told you it was going to be out on uh, uh, last Thursday. Uh, and then we, we are, you know, cause I did it the previous Monday. 
Uh, and I was like, you know what? I'll put on a show on Thursday, too. And <laughs> that went by the fucking wayside. So we're here now, though. We're all together on a Saturday. And uh, and I will say this. I've waited. And there's a reason I've waited. You know, you're thinking to yourself, well, Mike's just fucking backsliding. No, no, not at all. Uh, there's important things afoot. There's important things to talk about. And I want to make sure that I had all of my thoughts cogent and organized before I started the show. Because, uh, look, man, I owe it to you, the listener. I know you're out there. I know you're in your apartments, you're in your houses, you're in on your buses, you're on your public transit, you're at the beach, you're at a movie theater, probably not at a movie theater, that would seem weird if you were watching me with some fucking soundtrack to a movie, and also movie theaters aren't even open now, are they? Oh, fuck, you know what, dude? Let's talk about that for a second. They fucking closed the arc light. God damn it, I'm furious. I, I don't, I don't, because I don't even know what the fuck they're doing anymore. All right, look, this... This whole fucking thing is a coin flip. It's it's all it's just they can't decide. They can't figure out what the fuck they're doing. Anyway, they close the arc light. If if you remember, I've told you many times. Uh, you know, it's my favorite theaters to go to here in Los Angeles are the Arc Light at the Cinerama Dome. And I've taken even some of you have been in town and gone with me to these this theater. Uh, but also, I love the New Bev, the New Beverly, which is Quentin Tarantino's theater that he owns over on guess where Beverly. Um, I love both of them. Uh, there because New Beverly is a revival house, so you'll be able to go watch old movies there. I've seen Reservoir Dogs there at midnight with Tarantino in the room. I've seen fucking uh, what else did I see? I saw fucking Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I've I've gone to seen a million. It's just fun. It's just awesome to go there. And it's an old school movie theater. So like they they pop their popcorn and there's like one guy working the register and they give it to you and there's fucking old school sodas. It's just, it's really just an awesome feel. It feels just like it felt when I was a kid, when I would go to the goddamn movies and I love it so much. And that's what Tarantino wanted. I think he wanted it to have the same feel, the same experience that he had when he would go watch all the grindhouse movies and he'll have, you know, midnight grindhouse features and things like that. It's just, it's fucking gorgeous. So I love the new Bev, but for, for new releases, uh, the arc light is, I mean, it's the arc light is it. That's just, that's the one. And they've closed it, uh, during the pandemic, I guess they weren't paying their rent at any of their locations. And because again, they weren't showing movies, they weren't making money. And man, I'll tell you what, this fucking pandemic, the, the germ, whatever the fuck you want to call it for the past year, it is put lie to the idea that anybody is solvent. Like, I mean, how many fucking, restaurants or stores, you know, you, they, we're two months away from going under, man. I, I go out now and I'll drive down Ventura Boulevard or some other fucking busy place. And, and there's all of these storefronts that are closed or boarded up or got four rent signs on them and restaurants that are fucking empty now. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Now look, I've worked in restaurants. Okay. And I know you're on a razor thin margin and shit like that, but that's also, and then we're going to get into this too. Like, cause they're reopening now and they want to fucking get all these employees to come back, but they want to pay the employees still two bucks to wait tables and get tips or they want to give them seven bucks an hour. And it's just like, man, fuck you. And the thing that makes me, here's the thing that makes me laugh for fucking years, people have bitched about fucking fast food workers wanting more money. Fast food workers like we should make 15 bucks an hour. We should make 15 bucks an hour. Everybody's whatever. It's a fucking starter job. It's a kid job. You're supposed to get it in high school. Then you move on. You go to school, you know, and then you get a real job. You don't fucking stay and flip burgers. Blah, anybody can do it. Blah, blah. And, uh, and now all of the restaurant people are like, all right, well, fuck you. We don't want to come back and flip burgers for that price. And all the restaurant guys are like, oh, I can't believe nobody wants to work. This unemployment has made everybody rich. And now no one wants to come back and do an honest day's work. It's like, no, fuckhead. If you were going to go ahead and pay people commensurate to their value, then they would come back to fucking work. 
Jesus Christ. It's, it's not that hard. People just don't want to go back to some fucking germ trap and wait on people who are angry because we've you've seen the videos now, man. Every, the entire world is is just angry and shouting and furious. Like it's funny, comedy clubs are opening again, and you'll see videos online of, of hecklers just yelling in the middle of the thing, and then and then the comedian shuts them down, and then they won't shut the fuck up. Because they're so used to being online and being able to argue with whoever the fuck they want, whenever they want, and say whatever the fuck they want, and do whatever the fuck they want. And then they get told to leave, or they get dragged out, and then they fucking scream and make a huge scene, and it ruins the fucking show. And that's that's my worry about movies, too. You know, movies were already creeping that way. Not even creeping. Movies were leaping that way. People who just, because Netflix is fucking so accessible, and Amazon is so accessible, and now that they're showing first-run movies... Well, these ass fucks are going to go to a fucking movie theater and sit there and then they're going to put on their phone and they're going to talk and they're going to talk to their neighbor or their friend or whatever the fuck. And it's like, dude, no, no, we're all trying to watch the movie here. You're not on your couch. And we have to remind people that they're not on their fucking couch. And that's not going to be easy to do when theaters like the fucking Arclight close Uh, because you'll now you don't now you'll just be home on your fucking couch. So they weren't paying their fucking rent. Uh, And and I and I guess I. There was one, like literally one theater, because the Arclade had like fucking 10 theaters, okay? 10 or 15, and they had they expanded to Chicago and Dallas. And this is another thing, you fucking jagoffs. You expanded to Chicago and Dallas, fine, but then you have no money to like handle a pandemic, which I get, you, you're constantly, you're thinking, I don't own a business, what the fuck, I'm just me. So I can't tell you about fucking accounts receivable and all that shit. I worked accounts receivable once and I almost brought a company down with me. So I don't know a fucking thing about it. But I do know that you should have some solvency. You should be able to get through some like four month disaster. Now you're going to say, well, it was a year long disaster. Yes, it was. But get loans or do what you got. You know, you got to and what if, again, I hide in my house. I can't give anybody business advice. It's just a drag to see that these fucking huge businesses that I thought were making, you know, I, I've been in the theaters. They're fucking packed. You know what I mean? And, and at, at the Arclade, it's fucking $20 to go see a movie and shit like that, which is I, I'm happily paying it. I don't care. I love the theater. I want to be in there. The Cinerama much gigantic. I watched all of the Avengers movies in there. I watched the Spider-Man movies in there. I watched Tarantino movies in there again with Tarantino in the room. I've, uh, I, I, it was, it was my Christmas Eve place. You know, I, I told you that I kind of co-opted that. Well, all right. I, uh, <laughs> when I was married, we co-opted that as our own little thing. We just, because I, we had always heard that, you know, Jewish people would go to a movie and have Chinese food on Christmas Eve. So we were like, that sounds really cool. Let's do that. So we would do that. And then, uh, as you know, things went awry Uh, And so then I found myself alone for a while. And so I decided, well, I will do that. That will be my own uh, tradition. And if anybody else comes into my life, I will introduce them to that tradition. If they'd care to accompany me, that would be fun and awesome. And then that happened. And then I wound up seeing, you know, Hateful Eight on Christmas Eve. And um, I've spent the last like 12 Christmas Eves in a movie theater. I've had Chinese food and then gone to a movie theater. Uh, And... I'll, and I like to do this. I, as you know, and I'm not telling you anything you don't fucking know. I'll go to the latest showing. Like I'll go to like an 11 o'clock movie, uh, whatever the latest showing is on Christmas Eve, because I really like the idea of leaving and stepping out into Christmas. I know that sounds weird and strange and ridiculous, but I just I love the 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 ceremony of it to to walk out into a quiet street in Hollywood at uh at, you know like one thirty two o'clock in the morning. 
and uh, just the, the, the hustle of the people who were in the film with you, whether it was a packed house or, or a slight house and, and walking down there on Sunset Boulevard, getting to the car and just feeling it, feeling the, the, the chill in the air and knowing that it's Christmas. It's something I love. And now uh, the arc light is, is closing, which, again, I understand if you don't have any fucking money. I, like I was saying, they have like 10 or 15 different fucking locations and one just one location here, one that is in uh, on the west side down in Culver City. I think it was uh, they owed like that owed like one hundred and forty one thousand dollars in rent when they closed like three months ago or two months ago. And uh, I mean, that seems like a lot of fucking money. Okay, I, and especially when you haven't made any money in a goddamn year, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But then it makes me go, well, why the fuck did you expand so much? Why weren't you just happy being the arc light in Hollywood? And then the arc light may be the one in Sherman Oaks, which also had a bunch of screens. That's cool. Just stay with those two and then, and then you can kind of work it out. But they didn't and they couldn't. And so now they shut down. And, and also... I recognize that there's a lot of other things going on in the world for people to be worried about or upset about or sad about. I get it. But, uh, but I loved this place. I loved the arc light down on sunset. I loved going, like I said, it was my Christmas, uh, uh, ritual. I would go there and every, every opening movie I've, I've seen star Wars movies at two in the morning. I'll go, even if I'm by myself, I, I, I oftentimes I was by myself, but I didn't care. Because I love it. I love the solitude of walking in. I love sitting there watching the film. And I I saw Black Panther there with a full house and people going crazy. I saw Avengers there with people giving it a standing ovation. I was there for Dreamgirls when Jennifer Hudson did I Am Not Going. And the whole place broke into fucking applause when her song ended. They went crazy for a movie, which I love. I love the pageantry of it. I I love all of it. The ceremony. I love it all. And now it's gone. And when it closed, <laughs> like I said, I recognize there are all sorts of shitty things going on in the fucking world here, but I, I also, uh, I don't need to be lectured on them. I don't need them rubbed in my face. I don't need you to make fun of things. You know, so the arc light closes and, uh, and people started posting on social media because again, and, and this is the root of it. I shouldn't read social media ever. Yes, I know. That's what you're going to write me and go, Hey Mike, you should probably stop reading everything. Yes. I don't, I don't argue with that. You're completely right. Um, but even people I knew were, were kind of saying this and what they were saying was uh, like, a, a, all right, a friend of mine who I love posted, uh, forgive me if I'm, uh, no, what was, what was it? I'm trying to remember the, oh, here, I got to get the phrasing right. Uh, sorry, I can't be concerned about not paying $20 to go see a movie when people in Flint don't have clean drinking water. <laughs> As if, the, the two have anything to do with one another. It just seems incongruous that you would compare the two. I, I'm not, you know, it's here's here's something I will share with you and whomever else feels that way. I, uh, it's, I'm capable of thinking and worrying about two things at the same time. Heck, I'm, I'm capable of thinking and worrying about more than four things at the same time. I can, I can be extremely disappointed for the people in Flint I can be very upset for the people in Texas who were frozen out while Ted Cruz took a fucking jet to wherever the fuck. I know all of these things are bad uh, and, and everything is simmering right now to a boil in this country. But one of the escapes I used to get away from the roiling hellscape that we live in was the arc light. And I loved it being there and I didn't mind paying 20 bucks. And look, 
I know there are people like, that's an overpriced movie. I can't believe it. Yeah, yeah, it is. Fine. So don't go. So you and your family stay home and watch fucking reruns of The Muppet Show, which they've released again. And I got to hear about all the fucking time from people that I know who refuse to accept adulthood at its fucking level. And look, I'm a fucking idiot who likes Planet Fantasy Baseball. Like Everybody like, as I've said before, like what you like. Okay. But at the same fucking time, I, I, I got to see people like talking about like they're, they're binging the Muppet show. And, and I will say this, fuck this. I'm, I'm mad at myself now. Shut up. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm telling myself to shut up. And here's why. Cause all that is, is comfort food for the mind, comfort food for the soul. They are wrapping themselves in something they enjoyed when they were a child. And I, I need to back off and realize that because I quite literally enjoyed comfort food from my childhood for the past fucking year. I went back to fish sticks. I went back to craft macaroni and cheese. Uh, I went back to egg foo young because it reminds me of my grandma. I mean, literally all of these things I found as my security blanket to get us through this fucking germ and the pandemic and the fucking hiding in our goddamn apartments. So everybody found their own way out. So I need to realize that I got to I got to I got to thwart myself here as I talk about the Muppet show because <laughs> I have. I have friends who, you know, they love the Muppet Show. They won't stop talking about it. And there's people who love Star Wars and they won't stop talking about it. And there's nothing wrong with that, man. Love what you love and and use whatever you can get your hands on to pacify yourself and get you through the fucking unbelievably tumultuous time that we're living through right now. Because you know what, man, again, as I've said before, and I'll say it again, the fucking this world is a wood chipper. Whatever you need to give yourself a helping hand and get through it, whatever you need to give others a helping hand and get through it, just fucking do it. If it's, if it's wrapping your fist and felt and, and playing fucking drums with Dr. Teeth's band, whatever the fuck, if it's beaker going, beep, 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 what? Uh, that's fine. Enjoy it. If it's, if it's Greedo and Han having a fucking drink at the cantina, enjoy it. I don't give a fuck. I, I, I do because I rail, um, but then in reality, who gives a flying fuck how people pacify themselves and they find a good way to experience the, the, the things they used to love that come alive again and take them by the hand and lead them forward and let them go ahead and fucking navigate this minefield we all have to fucking navigate every time we wake the fuck up. Jesus Christ. I was going to say earlier, one of the reasons why I've waited to do this show is because I, I owed it to you guys to make sure that I had all my thoughts squared away and... uh and I, I, you know what? I think I'm finally ready. And that's why I'm doing the show now. And I, I think I'm ready to finally uh, give you my thoughts on and tackle Israel. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the Middle East. Let's talk about the Palestinians. Let's talk about the Gaza Strip. Let's talk about the Iron Dome. Let's talk about me jumping off of a fucking cliff before I ever give you any sort of opinion regarding this sort of fucking thing. Jesus Christ. I, I, look. I see what's happening and I, but here's the thing. I don't, uh, I can't pick a team here. I don't think I just want everybody to stop dying. And I'm sure you'll call that Pollyanna ish. And somebody will say, well, oh, cause I mean, I see everybody's like, we need a two state settlement or we need this or whatever the fuck and blah, blah. And I, and like, I don't, and everybody's like, well, that's an easy solution. That's never going to happen. So you need to think deeper. And it's like, I honestly, I don't need to think deeper. I, I do not. I need to think about frozen pizza and baseball. I don't need to think deeper about the Israeli situation. I hope it resolves itself. Uh, I hope like I, and also look, I will tell you this. I saw this picture today. I'm going to share it with you guys because I almost, I didn't do it. I chickened out on Twitter, uh, but I'll share it with you. 
there is because this is the thing is people keep sharing with me these on Twitter, <laughs> these horrible things. And I don't I mean, yes, it's horrible. I know it's horrible. What am I supposed to do? Because I also I read that in between injury reports that are being tweeted to me from Rotowire and uh, and Doug Stanhope being drunk and stupid. I mean, it's like, you know, your Twitter feed is unique because you can fill it with whatever the fuck you want. So then I'm getting all of these Israeli updates and then I'm getting all these comedians shouting out about fucking Israel and also citizens and whatever the fuck else. And they all have an opinion of what should be done and shouldn't be done. And and uh, and I don't I don't man. You hear the phrase, this is above my pay grade. Like, I don't even have a pay grade to describe this. This isn't, I couldn't possibly, I don't, I don't know a thing about it. I know, I know growing up, we were, I was taught that, you know, whatever, just by no, and again, not taught, wasn't taught in my house, but just from reading the news and shit like that, that Israel was constantly getting picked on and fucked with, and they were our ally and we had to fucking protect them. And I was like, cool. So that was always how I felt. But now I see stuff and I'm like, all right, well, I mean, there's a lot of people fucking dying and, uh, and then everybody's like, well, you don't understand human shields and, uh, Gaza rockets and uh, they're being launched from, and I, I don't, you're right. I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand why anybody has to fucking die. So I saw on Twitter today, there was, again, everybody's fucking bringing me it, And look, there's, uh, this will sound terrible and I apologize, but there's some awesome footage of like buildings exploding. Like there's this one building. It looks like three towers, right? I don't even know how to explain it. It's it, but it's one building and two fucking missiles hit at the base. You see them hit. And then it crumbles the entire left side of the building. Uh, but there's still two, you know, this building is intact, but one whole side of it collapsed. So then you hear another fucking noise. And then the other side on the, on the right hand side collapses. And now the middle is still standing. Now this is all connected too, by the way, this isn't like some fucking separate towers, but they were, they were connected and it all falls apart. And then, uh, this is over the course of a minute. And then right near the end as the, uh, more rockets hit and it blows up the middle one. And then this, this is even fucking crazier. It keels over and it lands on the building next to it. So you realize the damage that must've been done to that. And my, I will say this, I'm watching this video and it's look, man, we're all awed. That's why they called it shock and awe. We're all overwhelmed by the immense power of, of weaponry. And when you see some sort of when you see warfare, you you can't help but think to yourself, this is awful, this is terrible, people are dying, but holy fuck, how how do we even have this capability? How do we how do we justify death from from far away? The, and and whatever. I I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. I really don't. I, I don't because I don't have I mean the opinion I have is everybody should stop dying. Everybody should be cool and calm down and everything should be all right. Uh, and I know that's not possible. And again, like I said, that's Pollyanna ish, but, but I, I can't cause I, I'm people I know and respect are like, ah, it's a, it's a Holocaust against the Palestinians. And then people I know and respect are like, ah, oh, Jews have always been in danger from the Palestinians. And I, and my favorite, here's my favorite thing. When you really think about this and extrapolate it and think about it, um, <laughs> The last four years, not counting Biden's first year, whatever, uh, the previous administration put that fucking idiot Jared in charge of this. Like they they thought he was going to fix this, this fucking bumbling clown who can't fold a handkerchief. They were like, this is the guy who's going to fix it. And now it's out of control and all this shit's going on. And they're like, oh, ho, ho, Biden, what's going on with Israel? And it's like, hey, man, you unleashed Jared on this situation for three fucking years and he didn't do a goddamn thing. Not a thing. 
So now I've got to watch awesome video of buildings getting collapsed and hoping that there's no people in the building so I don't feel bad about thinking how awesome it was that that building just fucking collapsed. Because uh, it is fun to watch buildings collapse. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, you see fucking missiles come and then it just levels the whole fucking building. That's genius. Now, look, do I live there? No. And do I have the privilege of being able to view warfare through the prism of a video game? Certainly. I mean, if they were bombing shit here, I'd be like, ah, this is terrifying. And if some guy in Israel was like, dude, that's awesome. I'd be like, hey, man, I live here. So I totally understand if he's like, hey, dude, what the fuck? And I'm like, Lahayim, sorry about that, buddy. Uh, although I think was, I don't think it was a building there. I think it was in the Gaza Strip, which I don't know who that who's owns that. I don't. That's another thing, man. I can't pretend I know anything about this. I just I just know it's been it's been Bears Packers over there fucking forever. But with death, which is not good at all. Uh, and good for them. I, I, I hope they sort it out. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> good for them, man. Hopefully they get that shit straightened out. Hopefully they, uh, they run out of bombs before they run out of people. You think that's possible? You think they could do that in the middle East? You think there's any way at all they could run out of bombs before they run out of people? Could they possibly run out of bullets before they run out of babies? You fucking jagoffs. That's one of the things I saw on Twitter. And like I said, I chickened out. I wanted to do it, but I didn't. And it's not even that bad, uh, you know, but I know I would have heard a bunch of people give me a bunch of shit, but it was just, it was a picture and uh, it just, and all it, all right, you, you know, how you got to click on a picture to see the rest of it. Um, It just looked like a chaotic photo of a bunch of people in a hallway. And it said the only survivor of a massive bombing run at Kiel E La Tarit, whatever the fuck, some fucking place. And, uh, and I'm like, oh boy. So, so I click on the picture and it opens up and, uh, and it is a, it is a little baby. Oh, this baby. Uh, he's in his swaddling clothes. He's all wrapped up in a blanket. He's got a kind of got a, uh, like a sort like, it looks like, I don't know, maybe he took some shrapnel. He's got something in his forehead. Doesn't look good. Uh, it, it doesn't look bad. Well, I mean, it looks bad if your baby's got a bleeding cut, but I mean, he's just, he's, he's open. The kid's open. Uh, and it's not good. Nobody wants to see a baby bleeding. Trust me on this. All right. Again, anytime you see a baby bleeding, things have gone terribly awry. Uh, and, and, and your first instinct shouldn't be, man, I've got to send out a photo of this. Oh, that'll, that'll win over the hearts and minds. Let's get this baby and his blood out into the fucking mainstream. Um, and he's not gushing blood or anything. It's just a sore on his fucking forehead. And it looks like he might've, he might've caught a chunk of shrapnel or a divot or whatever the fuck. I don't even know. But but let's put this. I didn't study it that deep because I was like, because nobody wants to look at a bleeding baby photo for more than one second. So I opened the picture and I went, yeah, it was like a, just a fucking kid wrapped in a goddamn blanket. I'm like, oh Jesus Christ. Um, but what I immediately thought and I didn't do was I was going to retweet this photo and I was just going to write, well, I guess this is his origin story. Uh, and again, see, like I said, it's not even that bad. It's not bad at all. But again, nobody out there has a sense of humor anymore where they just be like, ah, oh, I can't believe you like babies getting stabbed in the face. And I'd be like, well, I don't really like babies getting stabbed in the face. If anything, if you look at this tweet and unpack it, I'm rooting for this to be this baby's moment where he turns into a supervillain and he wreaks havoc on those who have brought fucking terrible things to his neighborhood. I want him to avenge these people. I want him to be the fucking daredevil of the Gaza Strip. Get some billy clubs fucking horns costume go train in some boxing take some dudes on uh fight the kingpin from ireland <laughs> wow i'll tell you what truthfully though if this kid turns 22 who knows what the fuck's going on in the gaza strip ireland could be there maybe they're there maybe they they fucking have a footprint 
They just show up with shamrocks and shenanigans, and they're like, fuck this, we're making it happen, baby. House of pain. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, I don't know, but this kid's got a fucking chunk taken out of his head, but I thought it was funny. I'm like, well, uh, so, so are you telling me this is his origin story? Boo, we hate you. Here's a rocket up your ass. Oh, you can't spare the rockets. You got a bomb gas, you fucking strokes. Uh, so I don't look, I don't know anything about Israel. All I know is I see it happening and I'm just like, it's just, it's like I felt when I watched Japan being destroyed by a fucking tsunami after, and then their, their nuclear plant getting fucking also fucking flooded. And, and that was terrible. And I'm like, Oh, this is, this is a fucking awful situation for the earth, but Holy Jesus, is it a great television show? I, I literally, I told you that I went, I recorded it. I went and got a pizza and then I came home and I watched tsunami all night. It just, it had me gripped. I was by the seat of my pants. I was, I was, I was on the edge of my seat, uh, watching tsunami and, and the havoc it wreaked in Japan. And, uh, and it's terrible. It's a terrible thing. But at the same time from your apartment with a mouthful of fucking, uh, uh stuffed crust, you're like, oh, yeah, that's rough, man. But boy, this is kind of a cool show. It's not a show, man. But I feel like these idiots watching the Truman Show where they're like, oh, what else is on? You turn the channel and there's fucking Gaza and these fucking idiots just lobbing bombs at one another. And I, and I know everybody's like, and I, well, I will tell you this, though. This fucking conflict, th- I did learn about the Iron Dome, which I had no fucking clue what the Iron Dome was. I didn't know what, it, you know, to me, I, I thought maybe, maybe it was a hat that Margaret Thatcher owned. That's the only thing I could think of. Or maybe that's where she slept. <laughs> the, iron, the Iron Lady in the Iron Dome. Uh, was she the Iron Lady? God, I hope so. Or else that, that last 10 seconds means nothing. Um, I gotta get some water. Jesus, my mouth is dry. But I I, uh, I saw a video and it just sounded like a bunch of fireworks. And they were like, the Iron Dome repelling missiles in Israel. And I'm like, all right, what the fuck is the Iron Dome? And And then I Googled it. Man, the Iron Dome... Israel built a fucking missile defense system that works. Like if, if people shoot missiles at them or rockets, they, they activate the iron dome, (laughs) which sounds like something out of the Avengers. And I don't mean the Avengers of Iron Man. I mean, the Avengers of Emma Peel. All right. That it sounds like something out of the saint. It sounds like some British spy show. Eh, all right, then what's going on at the iron dome? Uh, the iron, iron, would they say iron in England? Iron. Because eh. uh, normally I can do Cockney accent and say, what's going on with the iron dome, chap? Uh, but I tried to be all a stiff upper lip there, and I don't think I did a good job. Uh, so, so by all means, lob a rocket at me. Because goddamn, that seems the way to handle things these days. Uh, so, yeah, so we fucking, they, I don't know what's happening. But the iron dome... Is this thing that you know, I think my voice just croaked? God damn it! I hate my fuck. That's my throat. That's not even me, man. That's like stuff deep inside me. Did you just hear that croak noise? That's deep inside my fucking throat. And there's nothing I can do about it. I want to fight it off, <clears throat> but I try to talk through it and see what the fuck's gonna happen. And then all of a sudden, it's just like <clears throat> I'm like, fuck, man. It's like there's a lizard who lives inside my fucking throat. It thinks it's showtime. Fuck him. All right. Uh. So. So I, I, I read about the Iron Dome and I was like, dude, that is, again, I'm not picking a side in this conflict. I'm not rooting for anybody. I don't want anybody to win. And again, it's always one of those fucking things where it, it just, uh, it's, it's like when we, um, when we fought my brothers, uh, uh with dominoes 
And we we said to them, uh, all right, remember when I told you we had BB gun, BB gun fights when I was a kid, but not really BB gun fights? We all hid in QJ's house, and everybody else got like unpopped popcorn and rocks. And then we just shot them with BBs and fucking leveled them. And it was a it was a terrible thing. It was a massacre, is what it was. But this is this is a kind of a uh, a microcosm. Of what's going on in the Gaza Strip now? Because Israel is is bringing in air forces like fucking planes and shit, and then ground IDF guys, and they're charging into the Gaza Strip. And all I see is Palestinian dudes in flip flops with rocks. And then everybody tells me, well, no, no, you don't understand. They like they have human shields. They hide behind kids and they throw rockets at us from another place. And Hamas is a terrorist organization. I'm like, I, you're right. I don't I don't know any of this. I, that's, you should have quit there. Don't fuck. Don't try to tell me who's this and who's that and what's going on. I couldn't tell you the first fucking thing. All I think is everybody should stop shooting each other here, there, everywhere. Just fucking put your guns down. And I don't mean this is the, we don't have to live hair. You know what I mean? This isn't a fucking musical. Nobody has to let the sun shine in. But at the same fucking time, and again, it's only, you know what it is? It's the fucking, it's the stupid fucking religion. That's what it is, right? Isn't that what Israel and, and Palestine are fighting about? Isn't it? Isn't it? And I don't know. Don't fucking write me and go, you don't understand the conflict. Because you're right. I do not understand the conflict. And I know you're thinking, oh, Mike, if you don't understand the conflict, you shouldn't talk about it. Fuck you. I got time to fill. And I, I just think that if, if, if it's religion again, that's fucking queer in the deal on this, let's, let's just stop. Let's just let these guys have their God and you have your God. And then why don't you give these guys a couple of fucking buildings and quit blowing them up? That's the thing that cracks me up. They're like, oh yeah, they're, they're throwing the Palestinians out of their homes. It's like, oh, okay, well, but Israel wasn't supposed to be there either. And they carved out a place, but now the Palestinians are doing this. Is that, am I right about this? And and now the Israelis are blowing up buildings. Is that what I'm to understand? And and then also the Palestinians are lobbing rockets into Israel, which is not helping anybody either. And uh, I don't have uh, I don't have the first fucking clue what's going on. All I know is you guys should all stop blowing up structures because if the problem is that nobody knows where anybody lives, I can tell you this: I can tell you where nobody's going to live in these fucking buildings that you've turned into goddamn rubble in 60 second clips on my fucking Twitter feed. Jesus fuck! Stop shooting each other. Stop blowing up buildings. And, and again, it doesn't have to be hands across Jerusalem, all right? If you want to just fucking look at each other and just go, all right, we're over here, you're over there, whatever the fuck. No more Red Rover bullshit. Save your missiles, we'll save our bullets. And uh, and we've got mosques. You've got, uh, you've got, uh, 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 what, what? I can't even think of the fucking word. What, do, what is the, where do the Jewish guys go? Where do the Jewish guys go? Synagogue. We've got mosques, you've got synagogues, and let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> you've got mosques we've got synagogues let's call the whole thing off just holster your fucking instincts about killing people man just you know if you go you know what go to your synagogue and tell everybody else that comes to your synagogue this is awesome and then they'll go to their mosques and be like this is awesome right let's live in an awesome mosque and everybody's happy and i know i'm not solving any problems and i'm not fucking making any sense and that's fine right don't you understand that's the kind of fella i am the kind of guy who doesn't make any fucking sense I don't have to make any fucking sense. Who am I supposed to be? Oh, Jesus, fuck. I don't know, man. It's all falling apart. It's been falling apart. It's been falling apart for a fucking year. We know this. Now it's over a year. And here's the thing. We should be coming to the home stretch of this fucking thing. Everybody should be fucking waking up and being fine. But I, but as it is now, like I still can't go to Canada. What the fuck, Canada? Let me in. The fuck am I doing besides sitting down here waiting to get into America's hat? I'm in Canada's pants trying to climb the fuck out. You won't let me do it because because uh, you're all giving one shot at a time. What the fuck is this strategy? Did I hear this right? Everybody in Canada is going to get one shot before anybody gets two shots. Is that true? 
which, by the way, that's false because I guarantee the government guys have already gotten their two shots or whatever the fuck. That's always the thing, man. You get fucking Fox News. And look, everybody knows Fox News. Is, they, you, you want to talk about Hamas. Fox News is a terrorist organization. And, and, and now everybody's like, you don't understand the fucking CNN is just as bad as MSNBC. Fine. I don't care if you don't, don't like them either. Go ahead. Feel that way. Uh, I don't watch any of them. I think CNN is a bunch of fuckheads, too. doesn't mean anything to me. I don't care. It's not like I, I'm not these people who treat it like fucking football. And they're like, yay, CNN, CNN, boo, Fox, F-O-X. I, fuck off. That's it. F-O-U. How about that? Fuck off, you. Because I, I don't. They're all stupid. All of them. Everybody's terrible. Everything. Every, every news organization has got a slant. They're all trying to entertain you. There's media and bullshit. And who cares? Who fucking cares? All these people are like, oh, did you watch uh, Don Lemon? He was hilarious. He made so many points. No, he didn't make any points. He agreed with you. That's what he did. It's the same people who watch fucking Fox. And they're like, oh, yeah, they're taking her freedoms. Didn't you see what Sean Hannity had to say? Fuck that bow tie and wearing cocksucker. Fuck you. You, you. I, that is a dude, honestly. I don't understand how that guy isn't doing his show from the inside of a locker because there has to be one burly Fox dude who shoves him in it and just goes, fuck you, spinning tie and snaps it on his fucking neck and slams the door. And he's in there with a sweaty jock on his fucking head. That dude should have a fucking swirly five minutes before he goes on the air and his hair is all messed up. and He's got to explain, oh, well, you, you don't you don't understand. He's all fucking what a pussy that guy is. And then, he, and then he tries to talk like he's fucking smart, but he's just, he's lying about everything. He's a terrible guy. And, and also, look, and you're going to go, well, Don Lemon is terrible and uh, Rachel Maddow, fine. You hate them, good. Hate everybody. I don't give a fuck. I, it doesn't matter. I'm not sitting here saying these guys are better or these guys are best. What I am saying to you is that Sean Hannity and, and Tucker Carlson, did I, wait, did I say Hannity stuffed in a locker? I mean, Tucker Carlson stuffed in a fucking locker. I hope so. That's the bow tie idiot. Jesus, fuck. I can't even keep him straight. Because those two, you know what? Those two are the fucking, they used to call Keith and Mick the Glimmer Twins. And then they'd call fucking uh, uh, Steven Tyler and Joe Perry the Toxic Twins. Man, these motherfuckers, they are, they are, they're the new Toxic Twins. Because they just lie. They just say a bunch of shit. Just, just covered in, in oceans of bronzer. And talking a bunch of nonsense, talking to fucking people who lie. Just, and, and I don't, I don't, under, and people believe it. That's the worst fucking part. All these people who watch it. Like I, again, like I said, I have family members and shit who, who, one of my family members posted a thing on Facebook about calling Biden a communist and a pedophile and a dumb shit or something like that. Like, you know, just the, the real, the real cutting edge stuff. And, uh, and I, and it, and honestly, it jarred me. And, but also in my brain, I go, well, Mike, you, you know, fucking for four years, every, everybody went at fuck neck with steak knives and, and rightfully so he was a fucking twat. I mean, I hated that fucking guy, you know that, and he was terrible and he was a liar. He did all these fucking awful things and, and all he did was fucking fan the embers and keep the flames burning of fucking hate and discontent. He's a fucking terrible person. It, it's, I, I don't, you know, I don't whatever religion, however you feel, that's fine. I don't, I have my opinions. Uh, I don't think there's a fiery lake of hell where everybody goes if they're bad. And I got to say that he is probably the first guy that ever makes me sad that there isn't one because that's exactly where he would fucking wind up because he's just been a, a terrible person his entire fucking life. And, and you know what? He wouldn't even mind because he'll, he'll, he would go down there and talk to fucking Satan and go, Hey, where's Roy Cohn? And they would just fucking jerk each other off for all eternity because you know, Roy Cohn is down there holding it fucking down, man. Just terrible fucking people. And, uh, 
And, and so for four years, everybody called him everything in the book and he deserved it. In my opinion, he's a fucking idiot. We know this. Uh, and I don't feel that way about Joe Biden. Do I, do I think he's, uh, diminished in some capacity? Yes, I do. Uh, I, I think he's just old. You know what I mean? I don't think he's eating baby food or anything like that, but I do think he's got some issues with communication and stuff. And, uh, you know, he might lose an R here or there <laughs> when he's talking. But but in, in genuinely, uh, I, I, I think he's a uh, I'm I'm shocked at actually how how good I think he's done. And yes, I know he's made a lot of mistakes. Don't fucking I don't want to brawl about this. I don't give a flying fuck. However you feel is great. You're probably right. I'm probably wrong. Let's not talk about me being right or goddamn wrong, because the odds are that I'm probably wrong. Uh, but at the same time, man, I, I just uh I'm kind of shocked that that he's he's turned out to be, you know, uh, he's 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 made a lot of he's made fucking mistakes, but he's also, I think, genuinely trying to fix things, which is weird. And it's so funny, the disconnect to see people who think what he's doing is he's bought by China or he's ruining the country or all this. And look, I know gas prices are high. And then these hackers stole the fucking. Did you see this fucking story? There's a gas shortage on the East Coast. You probably know about this. And every idiot in the world is putting gas in a fucking ice cream cone. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Everybody's like, hey, man, we're getting, well, here's what I don't understand. All right. I'm constantly told that we're we're a nation at the ready. We've got preppers who have fucking 14 layers of concrete dug into their backyards. So they can hide in there with a can of beans until the Russians die. Whatever the fuck. Everybody's. Everybody's grown a beard. Everybody's bought their plaid. Everybody's got flannel and they're ready, man. Everybody's ready. They've got their emergency broadcast system. They've got their church keys and their fucking can openers and their cans of peaches. And, uh, and they've taught their kid how to skin a deer in four minutes and all of this shit, right? Everybody's, everybody's ready to tackle everything. This entire nation is a nation of go-getters, not like the liberals in Hollywood or or the liberals in New York who are such pussies, man. We've got, you know what? You want my guns? Come and take them. I'll be in my backyard in my fucking fallout shelter with 8,000 cans of food to get me through the next eight fucking years and my family and I'll, we've been homeschooling and we've, we've made our own candles from our own fucking earwax and we're going to burn them and it's going to be fantastic. We're just, we're ready. Bring them whatever you got there, Russia. Whatever you got there, you you liberals. We're going to protect ourselves, man. Here's what we're going to do. We've got a cabin, and then underneath it, we got a series of stairs, M.C. Escher stairs. Don't ask how I know who M.C. Escher is. I read it once. And it goes down deep and deep into a subterranean tunnel, and we're going to be down there, and we're going to be connected with all of our brethren, and we'll be having our own underground secret society while the Russians wreak havoc on the surface until we're ready to come back and make America glorious again. Fine. Good for you. That's what I hear. Everybody's ready, willing, and able to tackle any problem. We're uh, we're all full of stick to itiveness. Every single one of us would have would have paddled the boat while George Washington stood up and stared. All of us would have hidden in the bushes and stabbed the redcoats with bayonets. Every single American has red, white, and blue blood and is ready to do whatever it takes to survive. Until anything happens, and then everyone completely falls apart instantly 
I'm not wearing a mask. Why would I wear a mask? Well, don't tell me I got to stay in my house. I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to go here. Well, no, it's for the good of the nation. It's for the good of America. We should all stay in. I'm not. What do you mean the nation? Every man for himself. Subterranean tunnel. Okay, well, then go to the subterranean tunnel, at least till the germ's gone. Oh, you can't tell me what to do. I'm American. You can't send me to my tunnel, but don't want to go to the tunnel. Put them up. What do you mean, put them up? Put them up. Let's go. You and me right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat you down in front of your own child. I don't have a child with me. I'm, I'm quite frankly, I'm on the television. I'm telling you these things from a television set. Put them up. I, I, everybody loses their mind. We have a pandemic because this is a, this is a national, international an earthbound emergency. Everybody on earth is touched by this. And uh, except Australia, who was fine in like an hour and Finland, right? Weren't they fine? Who the fuck else? It was Australia and somebody else who was like, yeah, no, we're good. I think it's Korea or Thailand. Those countries, they just, they were, they were fine in literally 45 minutes. Cause they said, Hey, everybody wear a mask. Cool. And they did. And then everything was fine. And then they were still, they were going to restaurants the next day. Meanwhile, in America, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go get some waffles at the Waffle House. Well, you're not. The Waffle House is closed. Oh, you pussies, open it, put them up. What do you mean, put them up? I'm not going to fight you about the Waffle House. You're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to scatter, cover, and smother you right here in the parking lot. Uh, shut the fuck up. I, I don't, this, this whole country fell apart. Even though we've been told that they're preppers and they're ready. And then we had, there was something that came along. It literally, it, for the greater good, we could have all come together. Everybody could have gone into, but no, everybody fucking lost their minds. So sure enough, this happens now with the fucking gas. The same thing. Everybody's like, all right, I tell you what, you know what? We're ready. We're at the end of this pandemic. We survived it. Sure, uh, half a million people or so died, but it wasn't the, it was the right people. But now, now we're going to be tough. Now, uh, whatever comes our way, we've been toughened up. We got a callus on this country. Why, I'll tell you what, I don't even know what we're planning on doing going forward. But I'll tell you this. You better not cross us because we're Americans and we will do what we got to do to show you exactly what it means to be an American. Okay. Uh, well, here's, we got to tell you this. Some hackers, hackers, Iowa. Yeah. Some hackers have taken over uh, the colonial pipeline. Right? Colonial. That sounds like from the Renaissance. <laughs> Does it? Uh, all right. So the colonial pipeline brings gas, I guess, from Texas to the East Coast. So for a couple of days here, first of all, it's hackers. It sucks. Uh, but don't worry about it. It's, we've, we're taking care of it. Well, what happened? Uh, I'm going to deviate here just to tell you exactly what happened. If you don't know what happened, this is completely true. Let's put it this way. This is what I heard happened, I think, from a New York Times article. I don't know if it's true or not. But you know what? With, with the way fucking things are going in this goddamn country, in this world, it absolutely seems plausible. Uh, supposedly, somebody at the fucking Colonial Pipeline headquarters, got an email and it had a picture of a big-titted fucking cheerleader from the NFL in a Kansas City Chiefs uniform. And it said, uh, like, Kansas City uh, Chiefs, more like should be double D, cheat, whatever the fuck. It had some cute message. It said, click here for more. And uh, this unbelievably thirsty motherfucker at the control panel at the colonial pipeline, which controls all of the fuel that goes from Texas to the East coast decided to open up a link that he didn't know that he, he wasn't familiar with. So he clicked on the Seymour cause it, cause again, I think if you know anything about men, if you send them tits, they're going to hit the button. 
that was the thing that cracked me up about this. So this guy opens up, he clicks the link, and then the hacker sees the system, and everything goes to fucking shit. And people read this, and they're just like, oh, man, this is this is the end of the world. And I'm like, why would this even come close to the end of the world? This is what men do. And honestly, it's terrible, but it's going to happen a lot more. Because all it takes is one guy to go, oh, what's that, tits? And he's going to click on tits. Tits are the downfall of the nation. You think TV is the drug of a nation? No, tits are the drug of a nation. And and there's some fucking Cletus right now who's in charge of like the power grid for the entire West Coast who's just staring at his screen and he's checking out his email there on the company computer and someone's going to send him some tits and he's going to click on it and then we're going to go dark. And you won't be able to see or talk to anybody. It'll be fucking done. Or somebody who runs all the 5G, which I understand 5G is killing us. Yes, it's burning flesh right off your bones. I have a chip in me right now, courtesy of two different <laughs> vaccinations, where they track me and they know what I'm saying. In fact, they programmed me to say this entire show. This is all coming from the government. I'm not even Mike anymore. That's one of the reasons why I can't get the show out on time is because the government has taken time to get their fucking scripts together. You know me. I had my shit together and I was on time. Now that I got to let the government call the fucking shots, I have to wait until they're fucking ready. It's terrible. But it's going to happen. I, I, I loved it. I honestly, that story made me laugh my balls off. It's a fucking this guy. So the whole fucking pipeline gets shut down because this hassle wanted to see fucking nipples. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm a fan of nipples. I get it. But not at work. Fuck up your home system. OK, because now it's your fault that fucking North Carolina doesn't have gas. All right. So this happens to the colonial pipeline. And, for, and let's talk about this real quick. They they had to pay a hacker five million dollars. <laughs> Now, there's a listener to this show who I that will ring true with because uh, they were working and their entire computer system at their business got locked up and they had to pay ransom to the hackers to free their own fucking computer system. So this is the thing that's out there. This is the thing that's happening. It's been happening for quite a while. Uh, but this time it came in, uh, you know, disguised in, in Trojan tits. I mean, it was just fucking they, they rolled it in and this guy went, wow, awesome. Click ruined gasoline dumped in the ocean. And, uh, and so it shut down the gasoline from the, we shut down the pipeline anyway. Now also I know about as much of the fucking colonial pipeline as I do about Israel. As far as I know, it's a bunch of pipes. I'm, I'm Al Gore. All right. It's a series of tubes, but instead of bringing me information like the internet tubes, it brings me gasoline. Because I'll be, I'll be honest with you, when they said it's the Colonial Pipeline, that's, I guess, in Texas, and it, it brings gasoline to the fucking, to the East Coast, I was like, Jesus Christ, like, like, does it shoot through the pipe and it arrives on the East Coast and they, they, they refine it there or is it refined here and then it's gasoline? Like, because that just, I guess I gotta be honest with you, man, a fucking, an underground pipeline filled with gasoline at any moment that runs from Texas to Rhode Island. <laughs> that doesn't sound safe. Now, what the fuck do I know? I don't know. All I know is there's fucking cracks and bridges that they won't fucking fix. So you now got, you got a pipeline that's essentially like a, that's it's half a country's worth of a bomb. You've got a bomb as big as half the country and you're, you're running it every day. Now, look, again, I know about it as much of this as I know about fucking Israel. This could not be the case. It could be they refine it and then it goes in trucks. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. But I like the idea of a pipeline that they somehow built under the nation that brings all the gas to the fucking East Coast. Um, 
So, all right. So, like I said, everybody's tough. Everybody's ready for anything that the world can throw at them. That's why they've got AR-15s. Look, man, I'm ready. If if some idiot pulls in a Quiznos, I'm going to strike him down with my mighty AR-15. That's why I walk around with it slung over my shoulder while I'm buying coleslaw. It's extremely important that I'm armed while I buy potato salad just in case somebody pulls on me at the motherfucking Gelson's deli counter. You fucking idiots. But that's this country. You know, I mean, they, they the guys are probably out there fucking shooting mosquitoes with the AR-15. That's it. It's just overkill. That's all they do. You'll see some dude with like fucking 18 cartridges, whatever the fuck that is, and an AR-15, and he walks into a fucking uh, a blimpy. You're like, what are you doing, man? You're just you're getting a, a fucking a six foot black forest ham sub and a coke. You don't need to come in like a goddamn battalion, like the battalion that threw me over the fucking railing into the sad foliage. Uh, but that's who everybody is. They're armed, so they're ready. And that's the thing. They always say, "I'm ready." If anything's gonna happen, I'm ready. Fine. So then uh, the gas fucking pipeline is shut down by supposedly Russian hackers and tits. And then uh, and then the word comes out that, oh, man, I'll tell you what, uh, it looks like for a few days, uh, probably four or five days, gas is going to be kind of scarce in the East Coast because of this pipeline thing. But it's been fixed and we just got to get it back up and running. And uh, and these people who, again, they, they've built the the lost city of redneck Atlantis in, in their backyards and they're all going to survive whatever fucking nuclear bullshit has to come. The second they hear that there might be any sort of blip in their normal routine, they freak the fuck out and they start putting gas in envelopes and gasoline in shoes and gasoline in laundry baskets and gasoline in fucking. I mean, some of them were lucky enough to have gas cans, but other people are using trash bags. They're filling gasoline. What And what are you doing? What are you going to do with that? Where is it going? What the fuck is wrong with you? And this isn't a joke or I'm making it up. This is not me saying anything that didn't fucking happen. You can find the videos and the photos online of people filling gasoline into fucking trash bags. I... I if the thought of a pipeline built under the half of this country strikes me as dangerous, how do you think I feel about fucking four fucking Travises driving around in their fucking El Camino with fucking hefty bags filled with gas in the back? What the fuck? What a, you know what you are? You're just not at that point. You know what? You're, you're just portable devil's night. That's all you are. You're, you're literally... Yeah, that is that is a mushroom cloud starter kit. That's all it is. A mushroom cloud starter kit is four dudes named Travis in a fucking El Camino filled with fucking gasoline bags. Gasoline bags. What the fuck are you, Master Blaster? What are you, what are you doing? Do you think you run Barter Town? Four Travises in El Camino. You do not run Barter Town. Who run Barter Town? Master Blaster run Barter Town. But you're out there in your stupid El Camino thinking you're going to fucking ride around with fucking bags of gas, bags of gas, bags of gasoline. That that just like that's the kind of shit that the that the Wolverines pulled in Red Dawn to repel the invading Russians. There were bags of gasoline suspended from trees and shit. They're just that you're just 
You're a, you're a firebomb waiting to happen. All you're waiting for, because you know one of those, you know those assholes are smoking in the fucking truck. You know all that dumb shit, and you can see it now. There's there's like a Hummer that blew up and some fucking house that melted and and oh what? But everybody loses their fucking minds. These people keep telling you we're fine. We got it. We got it, man. I'm ready for anything this fucking world throws my way. I'm tough. I'm fucking skilled. I'm ready to go. And then uh, hey, you might not have gas for a couple of days. Why I oughta? Mabel, grab the map. What the fuck are you doing? You're, you're absolutely out of your fucking minds. But people are just doing it. And you see it and you're going, come on, man. Because even look, I'm nobody. I don't know a fucking thing. I'm, I'm a guy who I, I, I wouldn't know if because you told me I wasn't going to have gas. I'd be like, oh, man, that sucks. But if it's three days, then I don't I don't need gas for three days. What the fuck do you need? Can't you just fucking cool out? But again, these are the assholes when there was a fucking germ. They were like, all right, look, just stay in your house. I'm not staying in my house. I'm an American. Where are you going? I'm, I'm going to the bar. Bar's closed. No masks. I'm going out. Freedom, the sun. Shut up, you fucking nobodies. And then also, here's the worst part. They fucking, they buy all the fucking gas. They put it in their bags and they lose their minds. And now they're mad that the gas is going up price-wise. And there's another thing. Biden has ruined the country because gas is going up. It's like, oh, dude, we are we are just a nation of of bitchers. That's it. And I know that's what this show is. It's it's just an extended bitch session half the fucking time. I understand that, man. But I, I sit bemused and I look at these people who were just, you know, it was never as bad as we thought it was during the previous administration. And it's never as bad now as these assholes think it is. It just is. It's fucking America. Yes, man. Kids in cages fucking blows. Yeah. White supremacy needs to be fucking stopped, man. Yeah, black people need to be fucking treated better. Everybody needs to be treated better, man. Let's fucking, I'm not, that's not me saying everybody in addition to, or whatever the fuck, whatever. Everybody needs to be fine. Everybody needs to be taken care of. But Jesus, these fucking people who lose their minds half the fucking time. It's like, oh my God, whenever anything happens, whenever any sort of inconvenience shows up at their doorstep, they lose their they fucking bags of gas. Really? Really? Insane. And then just just when I think we're doing the right fucking thing half the time, uh, you know, we're vaccinating people and a lot of people are getting vaccinated. And I know that there's people who won't because I know, look, there's fucking baseball players who won't get vaccinated. Like there's a guy from the Cubs, uh, Jake Arietta. He's like, well, if people are taking precautions and they really shouldn't need to get it, it's like, no, you ass fuck. Don't you realize that everybody needs to get it? Because if, if you are taking precautions, uh, that's fine. But you can still get sick and get other people sick. And also... What if you're surrounded by people who aren't taking precautions? You had the vaccine. You wouldn't have to fucking worry about it. But now, because you won't get the vaccine, now you're going to get sick and bring that home to your fucking kid. Is it going to take you fucking, you know, your kid getting an origin story for, for this to fucking happen? Just fucking get the medicine. It's medicine. We used to take medicine all the time. They gave us shots in fucking school, polio, whatever the fuck. I don't think, think I got a polio shot, but my, my mom did. My mom remembers polio. I talked to her about it. She's telling me about her fucking neighbor who didn't get a polio shot and was in an iron lung. A kid, fucking eight-year-old girl was in an iron lung like forever. And also her fucking cousin got polio. She's like, yeah, we couldn't wait to get that fucking vaccine because it was this fucking ridiculous silent killer that nobody knew about what it was going to happen. You ever read about the Black Plague and shit? And yes, I know everybody's going to be like, well, it's not the Black Plague. It's just a cold. It's just the flu. It's only killing fat people. It's only killing old people. I know. I'm saying, I mean, look, I'm as sick of fucking hearing about it and talking about it as you are for fuck's sake.
Cause, cause this happened this fucking week. They, the CDC, cause we were getting people vaccinated. It looked like we were doing okay and kind of turning the corner a little bit. And then the CDC announces that if you're vaccinated, you don't need a mask in indoor places. And, and way to go, man. Now, look, am I excited about that? Yes. I don't want to wear a fucking mask anymore. I don't want to wear it anywhere. I have to be honest with you. I'm starting to get bugged by it. Like I'll go to a grocery store and after about a half hour, I'm starting to go, eh, this is fucking shitty. I don't like this. And I'll cut short my trip and fucking bail so I can take the mask off. Not because I need to, but because I want to. I just don't, because especially I'm vaccinated now. I'm like, fuck, I don't, I don't want to do this. But uh, I do it because that's the rule. You know, it's, it's what you do. You, you do it for out of courtesy for other people and also for peace of mind for other people. Yeah, I'm vaccinated. But these fucking people don't know that I'm vaccinated. So you can't walk into a store and just go, hello, I am vaccinated and then walk around and do your fucking shopping. And then you're just a jag off. Right. So what you got to do instead is you, you wear a mask because everybody's wearing a mask. And that's a way to signal that you care about the fucking populace and you want to make sure everybody's OK. Cause that's all you need to do is make sure everybody's fucking okay. So, uh, sure enough, uh, I wear the mask and, and, you know, there's still, we know there's people who won't and whatever the fuck and that's fine. But also, am I sick of wearing it? Yes. Uh, am I sick of the argument and am, am I sick of the, I'm vaccinated. I shouldn't have to fucking deal with it anymore. I should be able to go out and do whatever the fuck I want, wherever I want. I recognize it's not the case. That's me being a petulant child. I still obey whatever the fuck I got to do. I do do the rules and the fucking mask and I do all that. But at the same time, there's a guy inside me who's like, fuck this, man. This is fucking stupid. I want to go. I want to run free. I want to breathe my own fucking air. Um, But I thought we were turning a corner. And I will say this, you know, I thought we'd be making good progress on the vaccine. And we're in the middle of May now. And it looked like, you know, they, they kept talking about summer. We might open up or June. We might open up. Here's what I really thought they were going to do. Truthfully, I thought uh, they were going to wait until the 4th of July. I, I thought I thought that seemed like a perfect day because it's, you know, obviously you, they, you like milestones, you like novelty, you like America. So cause six weeks, six more weeks of of caution and vaccinations and, and things like that. I thought, I thought it just made sense. You could do, you could do a fucking rally on the 4th of July. If you wanted, you could do a press conference. You could have a national fucking on the steps, whatever the, by the, everything, all sorts of bullshit, whatever you wanted to do. That's fine. Uh, and I, I genuinely thought it'd be like a TV special and on celebrities. And although we let's fucking let's tamp down on the celebrities. I talked before about that Imagine song when Gal Gadot fucking did the Imagine song and a bunch of stars did it. Stars, people, whatever the fuck. But then Gal Gadot this week, Gal, dude, Gal Gadot put out the Imagine song, right? And she's like, oh, we're all home alone and it's sad. Imagine there's no shut up, Wonder Woman. Uh, and then everybody thought she was a dink. But then sure enough. Uh, she goes on her, she goes into hiding and then the Snyder cut comes out. Maybe she thinks she won some goodwill. I, I don't know because now she puts out, and I understand she's fucking from Israel. She's Jewish and she was actually in the IDF, but she puts out a statement this week about fucking Palestine and Israel. And I, I just, uh, why, why, what are you doing? Why are you wading into these waters? Why it just, you're, you're Wonder Woman and you're rich and you got a nice house. You don't, you don't need to keep stepping in fucking bear traps, Wonder Woman. You don't have to keep proving that you're, you're what Teflon or I, I, I don't, what's the point? Nope. Nobody out there was like, holy fuck. And look, are there, were there some Israelis who were like, ah, oh, finally Gal Gadot. I'm so glad she supports our country. Yay. Yes. Uh, but, and, and then there were people who were like, boo, 
But also there are people like, what are you doing? Like, I, I don't know if you, you're going to keep making this choice to step on rakes all the fucking time. It's fine. You're going to cut your own fucking nuts off and that's fine. But I, I just think it's ridiculous. Go, go, you know, have some fucking, go on your Peloton and have some yogurt. Although don't go to your Peloton, everybody dies. <laughs> I just read that shit. You know, I actually considered buying one of those fucking things because everything's gone to fucking hell. And I'm like, well, maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll buy one of these fucking things. That'll be fun. And then I'm glad I didn't because it killed a kid and a dog. And I'm like, fuck you, Peloton. What a drag. Uh, and then they denied it. This fucking world. They're like, no, it didn't happen. And they're like, there's a dead kid. No, it, it really, it didn't. Look, look at him. His head's in the fucking conveyor belt. There's a dog's bones in there. And they're like, well, it doesn't matter. That's not our fault. Tell the dog not to go near the machine. What the fuck are you talking about? This is your fault. And it took them like six weeks to finally go, all right, our machine kills people. Let's call them all back. Um, because one of the reasons I didn't buy it, I'm like, well, I don't have any room for it in the house. And I don't want to sweat in my house anyway. But also I was like, I don't want to set this fucking thing up. I don't want to build a Peloton in my house. And then I got to fucking sign in and have Casey yell at me while I ride a bike or whatever the fuck I do, a treadmill, whatever it is. And, uh, and I was like, I don't want to set it up. And now I can't tell you how glad I am I didn't get it because now I would have to fucking disassemble it and send it back. Fuck that, man. That would totally suck. So there you go. I saved myself double the work, which is good. Um, but yeah, if you're fucking Gal Gadot, man, just get your magic lasso and, and tie somebody else up. Quit putting it on yourself and telling the truth and everybody hate you. Just go, go, just avoid pitfalls. You can do that. Just, just sit at home and learn lines. Zoom with other rich people. Take a treasure bath. Whatever the fuck you got to do. Go Scrooge McDuck, fill a, fill a fucking kid's wading pool with a bunch of doubloons and fucking roll around in it. Just quit fucking coming out and telling the peons how they should feel and think. So strange. I, I, I Just anybody presuming to tell you what to, what to believe or what to think or who to be or what to say. I, uh, although I hate things too, and I'm probably doing the same goddamn thing. What the fuck do I know? See, that's the thing that keeps me from doing this. I want to be all opinionated and be like, and another thing. And then I'm like, well, who the fuck are you? What are you talking about? But I'm me and this is my show and I can say whatever the fuck I want. So good for me. Uh, so then they come out. I, like I said, I thought 4th of July, they were going to fucking ice the masks right on 4th of July with a huge presentation. And there's uncle Sam. He's do, he's singing living in America with James Brown's corpse or whatever the fuck. And they're doing a dance and everybody's twerking. It's fucking awesome. Right. And then CDC announces this week, you don't need masks if you're vaccinated. And, and I look, man, do you, let me ask you this. <laughs> Cause here's what they said. They're like, yeah, you don't need any more masks if you're vaccinated. And then, uh, they all went, wink <laughs> because that's what you did is you just gave license to every non-vaccinated fucking suck hole out there. Uh, you gave him permission to go out and just not wear a mask anymore because it's not like you're going to fucking ask a guy, Hey, you vaccinated, you know, cause I'm not the fucking medicine police. I don't mean to be that fucking guy. What am I? I'm the, I'm the needle cops. What's better? Needle police, medicine cops. Yeah. I like it that way. I'm not the needle police, but the fucking medicine cops. Uh, but, but now I guess I am. I don't, I don't know, but do, why would you give them permission now to take their masks off? You've, you've done so good up to this point and there still are jag offs. There's fucking complete idiots out there who are still ruining everything. And that's fine. Whatever the fuck they want to do, they're going to keep doing it. You're not going to change their fucking minds, but now you've given them kind of permission to keep doing that. And everybody was like, well, I'm sure they'll take it slowly. And 
As a matter of fact, that night, the night they announced it, I went to Walgreens uh, and I, I, I stopped in there and uh, there's there, they actually know me there by name. Did I tell you this story? I went into Walgreens. It was like two weeks ago. And uh, there was a kid there and he had his mask on or whatever. And he wasn't really he wasn't checking anybody out, you know, but he was an employee. I think he was a security guy or whatever. But I walked in, I walked up to the counter and he goes, hey, Mike, how are you? And I go, I'm good. And then the girl at the counter started checking me out. And uh, and I, st- I took a pause and I looked at him and I go, did you call me Mike? And he goes, yeah. I go, how do you remember that? And he goes, oh, man, you came in here and you were really cool. He goes, you know, you uh, you came in here and you would buy stuff. And then we, we talked about the candy bars that you bought. And it was just, I go, I said, I remember that. But but wasn't that almost two years ago? I go, because I know it really wasn't during the, the pandemic. He's, he goes, no, it was probably about a year and a half ago. I said, and you remember my name? And uh, he's like, yeah. And I go, okay, I Jesus. I go, that's amazing. What's your name? And he says, Benny. I said, Benny, that is that is really above and beyond. And that's super cool of you. Thank you. And uh, and then I checked out and I bought all my stuff. And uh, the woman behind the counter was like, wow, Benny, that's wild. And he goes, oh, no, he was really nice. He was, he was cool and he would come in and talk to me. So I liked him. So I go to walk out. And then I realized I didn't talk to the fucking checker. So I walk in and I go, what is your name? And she goes, Alice. I go, all right, Alice. I felt like a jag off leaving without asking your name. And she started laughing. And I go, okay. I'm, I said, I'm Mike. She goes, I heard. And I said, terrific. Take care. But I was shocked that this kid, again, because we live, and, and I look, I, I don't even want to phrase it like that. Nobody at Walgreens should know my fucking name. All right. Nobody at a gas station should remember my name. Nobody at a store. When they do, it's an act of kindness and I respect it. And it's really impressive, I think. But nobody should ever remember me or know who I am. I'm not special. They see a billion people all the fucking time. So that was why I was kind of thrown a little bit when I walked in and it was like, oh, dude, really? And also a year and a half ago. Easy craziness. So uh, so I whatever. So I go back in there the other night. And uh, Benny was not working, but uh, Alice was there and I checked out and there from another cashier. And then Alice came from the back of the store. She was working on a shelf. She goes, hi, Mike. I said, Alice, how are you? I was wondering if she would think that I would remember her name. She goes, I'm good. I said, oh, terrific. I go, hey, how are you guys handling the mask thing? And she goes, I don't know. And uh, the other cashier said, what do you mean? I said, well, the CDC says that we don't need to wear masks anymore indoors and she goes oh my god and she took her mask off immediately i said well no it's if you're vaccinated she goes i am and alice goes put your mask back on (laughs) and the girl goes why and she goes and this is is one of my favorite phrases i think i've ever heard (laughs) alice goes because walgreens is the law around here and and i my god is that the best fucking phrase because walgreens is the law around here and it was i think uh, no, no, it was because, because Walgreens is the law around here. God damn, it was great. And, uh, and sure enough, the girl put the mask back on. And then I said, yeah, I go, it's going to be a weird thing. They put you in a weird situation, didn't they? She goes, yeah, I'm sure there'll be a meeting where they tell us how to handle it. I said, I'll bet you probably still have to have people wearing masks. She goes, I don't know. She goes, it's either way. It's going to be a challenge now for us. And I go, it is. And she's not wrong because I left and I got in my car and I thought about it. And, and I, Wondered how retail stores were going to handle it. And the very next day, Trader Joe's announced that nobody needs masks in their store anymore. And then Walmart announced that nobody needs masks in their store anymore. Because, of course, and they're not going to make you prove your vaccination. However, Kroger, 
<laughs> which is Ralph's here in Kroger or everywhere else, whatever stores. I think it's Safeway up north. They uh, they announced that people will still have to wear masks when they come into the store. Uh, but if people take them off, they will have employees enforce it by asking people if they can provide proof of vaccination. And uh, dudes, once again, retail workers get fucked during this pandemic. And I talked about it eight months ago and I'm talking about it now. When you try to make it's bad enough. These people are there selling you spaghetti. It's bad enough. These people are are behind four face shields and wearing their own mask and sweating and uncomfortable and working and giving you everything you needed to fucking check out whatever. But now you're not going to, if you don't wear a mask because you're going to be like, well, the government says I don't have to anymore. And you're going to make them ask you for your vaccination card. And then you're going to probably not have it. And it's just, just, just the very fact that you're making these people de facto bouncers, that you're once again making them the last line of defense, that you're putting the pressure on them to go ahead and fucking police people who won't police themselves is so ignorant, man. And the CDC was doing great. They were vaccinating people. And look, I don't want to wear a fucking mask anymore either. Okay. I don't. I don't I don't want to do it at all. I want to live my life. I and th- whatever the fuck that means these days. Regardless, I whatever life, whatever scraps of life I choose to participate in, I would like to do it without scraps of cloth strapped around my fucking head. Uh I'm vaccinated, man. I've done the right thing. I I fucking hung out for a year in my apartment and now I've got medicine coursing through my veins that has made me a super soldier serum guy and I'm going to fucking head out there. Um but I will do what I can to make other people comfortable. But now you've given the green light to people who didn't, who were bad actors, who will, who will lie and cheat. Cause again, I've talked about this before, man, that's what people do. You know, I hate to say it, but people who want to just do their thing and, and get their own way, they just fucking do it. When I was a bouncer, I saw it all the fucking time when they came up with the non-smoking rule here in fucking LA. And I've told this story on here, we would have to go up to people. And again, so they made us the fucking jagoffs. We'd have to go up to a guy smoking. We go, Hey man, you can't smoke in here. He'd go, okay, cool. And we'd like, all right, we'll put it out. And then he'd palm it in his palm. And I go, look, dude, it's in your palm. I know it is. Just put it on the ground and step on it. Okay. If you don't, I got to take you out of here. Oh man, it's fucking stupid. You know, he's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I know. I know. Talk to the voters, talk to the fucking governor, but don't talk to me. I didn't make the fucking rules. I work here and I just got to make sure you don't fucking smoke. Cool. Cool. You walk away eight minutes later, same guy, cigarette. And we had been given a, a, marching orders from the bar that we, you know, from the house of blues that we weren't supposed to throw anybody out. They didn't want to lose their money. They didn't want to fucking inconvenience anybody, but they had to put a show up of telling them not to smoke. So if a guy lit 20 cigarettes, I had to go to him 20 times and say, you got to put that out, but I couldn't throw them out. And people are children. They'll just keep going. They'll keep pushing. They'll keep digging. They'll keep prodding. They'll do whatever the fuck that you let them get away with. And the same thing is going to happen here with the vaccines. With the no masks, if you're vaccinated, oh, okay. And then people won't have a mask. Then you say, well, are you vaccinated? Well, my card's in the car, but I'm just buying groceries. Okay, but you got to have your vaccination card if you're going to come into the grocery store without a mask on. Well, no, I, it's fine. The government says that I don't have to. Before when the government said that I had to wear a mask, you guys were all about me that the government said it. Now the government says I don't have to wear a mask. You see what I mean? It's just fucking terrible. There's no, there's no winning for this. So if the CDC is going to say, hey, man, 
uh, if you no more masks, if you're vaccinated, you should just fucking say no more masks because you're just telling people that they can do whatever the fuck they want. And to put this fucking pressure on goddamn employees of grocery stores and convenience stores and restaurants and shit like that. Now you're just being a dick because these people, you know, they're, they're just trying to carve out a life for themselves in the midst of uh, unprecedented upheaval in their chosen fucking field of business. And now you're going to make them pivot and be something else and be the be the strong arm, be the long arm of the fucking law and come after somebody. Ridiculousness. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't know why you do it. But I do know this. If you think you're going to walk into a grocery store now while these people are standing there behind eight face shields and 10 masks and a plexiglass wall and they've spent a year of their lives working a service job that became a subservience job to try to go ahead and take care of you and help you and now you're going to walk in there without a mask, no vaccination, and pretend that you fucking own the place? Uh Uh-uh. Not going to happen. And you know why? Because Walgreens is the law around here. You guys can get me at Mike at Mike Schmidt comedy.com. You guys can be my friend at facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy. You know what? I think this will be an episode. Yeah, I'm going to make this an actual episode. I, I couldn't possibly, I couldn't dream of making this a bonus. <laughs> Believe me, there will be, there will be plenty of bonuses coming your way. I don't, I don't doubt it, but I will try to make them all come out on time. Oh, fuck you. God damn it. Ooh, again, like I said, it's fucking, what is it? Five in the morning, Jesus. Uh, well, we got through this without the neighbors hearing anything. That's good news. Anyway, who cares? Uh, you guys can get me at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. You can be my friend at Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can follow me at Twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. I'm at Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok at Mike40YOB. Find me in any and all of these places. Why not? I'm there. I'm lurking and waiting for you to go ahead and step off Gigantor and find me for cool things even though some of the things might not be so cool. Regardless, find me, follow me, do what you got to do. Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok at Mike40YOB. Uh, thanks to everybody who's ever helped out, our buddy Ryan, our buddy KC. I appreciate that very much. I owe them emails. I should contact them and see if they're interested in sticking around. Probably not. Uh, and our great friend David Hernandez, you know, he uh, he did all the artwork for this show for a while. He was uh, he did songs. He did a bunch of stuff. You'll probably hear him up uh, coming up on the other side of this, I would imagine. Um... He's a renaissance man. He's a guy who just gets things done. He does amazing work. Yeoman's work, as I've said many times before. And uh, you can find him at facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. Be his friend. Be his pal. Reach out and make him a part of your life. Uh, and then when you go there, you can go into his artwork. Well, it's a, I guess it's the photos. You'll be able to see the artwork he's done for my show, the artwork he's done for his stuff, all of the Mex memes he's created. Fuck me. Yawning. Oh, my neck. Ow, oh, the fucking shooting pain. Skull and spine. Skull and spine. Yeah. Uh, I'm falling the fuck apart. Go to go to check out his artwork in his photos there at Facebook.com slash Max David Max Hernandez. And uh, and, you know, look, while you're there, join his closed group. What's this? Yes, the man has a closed group. It's called This is Dumb. That's Dumb. You're Dumb. I'm Dumb. Don't you want to join it? I think you do. You'll be in there with him and all the other cool people as they make fun of the world and try to control the Internet. It's fun. You should do it. This is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. Go ahead and join him. Why wouldn't you? And uh, he's got the closed group. It all becomes like it all starts with you becoming his friend at Facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy. That's the most important thing. Uh, Be his friend. No, that's me. Fuck. 
guys, I'm sorry. It's 5 a.m. I'm trying to fucking, and, and I, I've been up since fucking 10 this morning. You don't care about any of this. All right. Uh, we were doing so well, right? We were doing good. We did, we did about a, what, about a buck 40 and, and doing good. And now I'm yawning and losing the plot. Fuck. All right. There's another yawn coming. I'm going to try to fight it off. I'm going to talk through it and see if there's anything. Is that, nope. All right. Uh, Facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. Check out all of his artwork that he's got there on the page. Check out the closed group. This is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. It's there waiting for you to go ahead and sign up. And uh, here's another thing about this guy. He's got a podcast. What? Yeah. It's called the Flem Cat Podcast. That's two words. P-H-L-E-G-M-C-A-T. Not one word. Flem Cat. Uh, Flem Cat. The irresistible Flem Cat all the way. He's got the Flem Cat Podcast available now. Uh, you'll hear voices, you'll hear characters, you'll hear songs, you'll hear all sorts of interesting and fun things. You'll hear him slagging the movie It, which I enjoyed. I don't understand his, uh, uh, well, look, he's a misanthrope. We know this, and that's fine. And yes, he judges things because of the book and all that, but can't you just look at It and go, this is a fun, scary movie? Because that's what it was. It was a fun, scary movie. The second one's a mess, but the first one, it's a fun, scary movie. Maybe if you saw it in a theater with a bunch of people screaming and, and having fun, it would be a, a different thing. But he's not going near a bunch of people, and he's certainly not going near fun. So I can understand why he hated it. Um, but be as fresh. See, that's the kind of thing. If you listen to the podcast, you'll hear his opinions on these things, and you can decide whether you agree or disagree or whether you just like hearing his opinions. And I don't blame you for liking to hear his opinions. Uh, the man's got them, and they are, they are locked down tight. He's happy to share them with you. Over there at the Flemcat Podcast. Available in the iTunes store, in the Apple podcast space, wherever your best podcasts are sold or given away. I think he's at Spotify as well. Who knows? But you'll find him if you look for him. But believe me, if you Google Flemcat, it's not a whole lot of shit that's going to come up. And anything that comes up, first of all, you're going to get one good podcast and then a million awful things. So let's hope that he's the first one. You don't want to sort through a bunch of Flemcat stuff to find the podcast. But if you Google it, fuck. P-H-L-E-G-M cat podcast. Go ahead and find it. It's fantastic. And also, I'll tell you this. I told you the man does a ton of artwork, right? He's done artwork for my show. He's done artwork for his stuff. Uh, He'll do artwork for you. What? Yes, you can hire him. He'll do your Facebook caricature. He'll do a painting of you and your mom. He'll do a painting of him and your mom. I'll fucking... (laughs) Do you want that? That made me laugh. Uh, Could you paint me with... uh, Could you paint you with my mom? That'd be great. (laughs) <laughs> he'll paint you or and, and his mom whatever you need him to do he can paint this for you he's that guy he works in oils he works in watercolors he can make you a, a little teeny tiny painting he can make you a giant painting it all depends on what you're willing to pony up cash wise uh the man is extremely talented the most talented person i think i've ever met and you want him in your life so go ahead and find him at facebook.com slash david max hernandez go ahead and listen to the phlegm cat podcast join the closed group the closed group, which is called This Is Dumb, That's Dumb, You're Dumb, I'm Dumb, or, or get this, you can go check out the artwork he's done, like I said, on his Facebook page, but also you can go to his website and check out some artwork. What? Yes. The man has artwork on his website that you'll want to see. And I know you're thinking to yourself, well, Mike, what's that website address? Well, I'm glad you asked. Artbydmh.com. That is A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H dot com.
fucking bear. He wrote this shit for me, so listen up and you will see. He ain't no weird Alice, ain't no path for me. He ain't playing accordion, kills it like a accordion. Money flying out the window of the beat of 40s. And I think it's time you all found out what's behind the attitude. There's more to me than bacon, chick, hot, for drugs and take out food. For those seats to hear this dude, come on, dude, this can screw, always screw. Now welcome to the interlude, a boy who's a man, a mean Peter Pan Forgot my Adderall, now I'm punching the lost boys I'll do what I can to help you understand Why don't I have a plan for the life of Schmitty? Oh yeah, I got get from grave 
Was it this week? The Chewed Gum Museum? Who was it? Uh, the Shoes of Frank Zappa? Who's who's sponsoring us this week? I can tell you this. I, I know it's not Coca-Cola. Uh, we'll be lucky if it's Fago. Perhaps it was Fago. Has Fago stepped up to donate uh, any of their time? I think they should have. God knows. God loves Fago. I you know if Fago steps up, I'll, I'll even do the I'll, I'll rerun the uh, the fucking. Uh, ICP show again. Wouldn't that be great? Don't you want to hear that one again? <laughs> Fucking idiot. Hey, I'll rerun that. Take that, Fago. You want to go ahead and jump in here as a sponsor? Well, I'll tell you what. I'll just go ahead and rerun a show that you guys would absolutely be an integral part of. How about that? Uh, oh, although I will tell you this, goddamn. I, you know, I'm, uh, look, man, everything's gone to hell. So I'm having some soda this past week. Um, there's a great soda from Mexico called Jaritos. Oh. Dude, I bought a pineapple soda and I bought a lime soda. Oh, they're so good. I drank the pineapple one with some tacos. The lime one is in my fridge waiting for a special occasion. <laughs> what if it was? It's still in my fridge. I don't know if it's waiting for a special occasion. I just haven't cracked it open. Maybe I'll do it later today. That's right, later this Saturday because uh, it is so goddamn early Saturday morning. Uh, I don't even want to talk about it. Um, hey, you know, we got sponsors. As I mentioned before, just a second ago, Jaritos Soda, or no, Fago, that's, uh, which of course is, Jaritos is Spanish for Fago, uh, but so much better. What a delight. Pineapple soda and lime soda, so good. Lime soda is a great name for a band, for a fucking, like I want to be, like I would want to name a ranch, the Lime Soda Ranch. You know, they always name it like the T-Bar the or the Four Hoof or whatever the fuck. Bullshit. Lime Soda, that's the name of my ranch. And, uh, and I'm going to have fucking Hank Azaria be there as my fucking uh, housekeeper, whatever the fuck he was in, in Birdcage. All right. Uh, you know, I mentioned these sponsors that you know all about. We've heard about these sponsors to and fro, back and forth. You know them like you know the back of your hand. They're, they're always in here now for the, uh, the sponsored window. But also, we have sponsors of our own. That's right. I don't have to just rely on these canned people. I've got real people who sponsor me and think of me and become part of the show. Like who? Well, like our great friend Fearful Jesuit. Over there at the Paranoid Strain podcast. What? Yes, that's right. Still sponsoring this show, still making these bad decisions, but I'm glad to have them on board. Thank you so much, Fearful Jesuit. You are the best of the best. Uh, you know, the new episode is out. It's called, uh, well, it's, it's just, it's episode four of the Secret Societies arc. Woo! 
Uh, you'll hear amazing things that you'll hear about a 70 year French papacy, which I, I did not anticipate hearing about. And look, I, I like a, a papacy as much as the next guy. You know, what I don't hear about. I want to hear about a Polish papacy. I guess that's J, uh, JP fucking what, what the fuck? Who the fuck shortens the Pope's name into initials? I do. How are you? Uh, it's Secret Society's number four, available now in the iTunes store. The Paranoid, Str- uh, Paranoid Strain podcast is uh, available wherever the best podcasts are. But like I said, it's in the iTunes store. It's in the Apple podcast space. And uh, what you want to do is you want to download all of them. You want to subscribe and download all of them because you want to listen to these Secret Societies bang, bang, bang all in a row. This is the fourth one. Don't just listen to this one. You'll be confused. You know, because you know what? You'll be like, uh, Oh, so that's why Friday the 13th is unlucky, because you find that out in this episode. But you should be listening to the first three episodes for context. You should be listening about that, because you know who's in this fucking episode? Motherfucking Dr. Spence. And then you're thinking to yourself, who the fuck is Dr. Spence? Again, listen to the first three episodes for context. You want to know about King Philip IV of France, who turns on the Templars and roughs up and poisons popes? Uh, That happens in this episode right here. You got a 70-year French papacy, but then you got King Philip the France uh, roughing up and poisoning the popes. You want to hear about Foucault's pendulum? Uh, and that's not those little guys that you buy that look like the, the Joker or fucking uh, Snake Plissken. No, no. Foucault's pendulum is a, is a real deal. Uh, you want to hear about Jacques de Molay? That's de Monet. Uh, he's in this as well. Uh, you'll hear about uh, some heresy that was committed that was spitting on the cross and the kissing of a dorsal spine, uh, which might be the ass. It might not be the ass. Like I'll let Chris Ock tell you. He tells you about that in the episode here. Uh, you'll hear. Oh, I don't know about some people who might have sex with each other, but also might touch a dude's beard. And then, uh, you know, all of this turns out to be bullshit, but it is it bullshit or is it really not? You have to listen to the episode to decide, but I will tell you this. Once again, you do find out that the true villains are revealed and it is lawyers. As always, lawyers are the true villains of any story and also religion. What a shock, right? Lawyers and religion, the bad guys. Well, to go ahead and listen to secret societies. Number four, you'll hear exactly what I'm talking about. You want to know about Jesuits kiss list. You'll hear about it. You want to know about how the Templars were being very familiar with one another. You can do that. Uh, the Sufis, the Ismailis, Takia, the, the Mel de Fuir. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, the Shiite assassins are involved in this episode, which I, come on. How do you pass up something about the Shiite assassins running the show? You know who else you hear about? Uh, you hear about the mystics, Fakirs, Zoroastrians, the Gnostics, the Druze, the Buddhists, the Spordos, the Motorheads, the Geeks, the Sluts, the Bloods, the Wastoids, the Dweebies, the Dickheads. Uh, they all adored the Templars. They thought they were righteous dudes. Uh, so you should go ahead and check out the episode and listen to it. Now it is the paranoid strain podcast. You want to write them a note? I think you should. Here's the email address. The paranoid strain at gmail.com. The paranoid strain at gmail.com. You know, in the iTunes store, you can leave a review for the paranoid strain. Tell people you, lo- tell people you love it. Tell them you love me. Uh, tell them I'm a, a huge part of everything you've ever wanted. <laughs> that seems aggressive, uh, but I still like to say it. Uh, tell Jesuit you listen to the show and you love the fact that you heard it through me. Well, I'm just, I just like being part of the Jesuit family. I like being part of Dana Unicorn's universe. That's how I fucking handle my life. Fackin, what am I, Boston guy? Uh, all right, I am, I am literally going to drown myself if I don't fucking snap out of it and stop yammering except to talk about the Paranoid Strain, Secret Society's number four, a fucking great episode available right now in the iTunes store.
Uh, and as I've mentioned, motherfucking Dr. Spence. You can't argue with that, right? He's in there killing it. Uh, subscribe to the entire podcast, download all of them and listen, but especially, uh, don't just listen to this number four. You can, it's a standalone, but also it, it makes much more sense. If you listen to the first three of the secret societies, paranoid strain available where all the good podcasts are, go ahead and get it now. And then, uh, tell fearful Jesuit either in a review or in a note, how much you love the show. He loves the feedback. And I love the fact that you give it to him. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Want to hire me to do something? You should. Ah, that's some water. Actually, first, let me tell you about the Misfit Toys Co-op. There's five pretty good shows, five shows. Well, actually, before I do this, let me tell you this. I'm going to plug this. I did a podcast this week with my friend Chris Mancini. I alluded to it earlier. Uh, It's called What Are You Watching with Chris Mancini. You can download it right now. Also, wherever podcasts are found. Uh, I was excited to talk about all sorts of stuff that we watched. I talked about the movie Nobody with uh, Bob Odenkirk. Um, tackled a few different things. So go ahead and listen to me talking to, to Chris Mancina via the Zoom. Me and Chris Mancini. Now, I'll tell you this. We could actually see each other while we were talking, uh, but it was only recording the audio. It didn't record the video. At least that's what I was told. He might have a whole bank of video of me over there for no good reason, and I'd be furious about it. Why wouldn't you share this with me? Uh, but you can check out the show. What are you watching with Chris Mancini? I am the guest. Download it now. It is fantastic. Thank you to Chris for asking me to participate. I do appreciate it very much. And I hope you will show him his uh, appreciation by go ahead and downloading and listening. Thank you. Thank you. The Misfit Toys Co-op exists. Uh, Never Not Funny with our good friends, Jimmy Pardo, Matt Belknap, Garen Cockrell, Elliot Hochberg. Doug loves movies with our good friend, Doug Benson. Todd Glass Show with our good friend Todd Glass. No Fun with Jet Kirkman with our good friend Jen Kirkman. And the Let Me Watch Your Movie with You with uh, Jonah Ray uh, featuring our good friend Jonah Ray. All of these people are our good friends. All of them belong together in this podcast co-op. All of them are doing the heavy lifting together. You know, if you get us individually, eh, we're good. I'm not going to lie to you. We're still good. But together, holy Jesus like a podcasting fist that slams you in the liver and shuts you the fuck down. It's fucking gorgeous. Never not funny. Doug loves movies. Todd Glass show. No fun with Jen Kirkman. Let me watch your movie with you. Jonah Ray and me, Mike Schmidt, the 40 year old boy. Hi, I'm saying my full name because I'm weird. Uh, you can find us all on the iTunes store, River podcasts are. You can download us. Everybody's advertising and having a good time. It's just, it just feels good to be a part of something, doesn't it? Especially with the year we've just had. Just knowing that if I needed to make a phone call to Doug Benson, he would not pick it up at all. But still, just knowing that I could call him if I had his number. Anyway, these are true things. Um, Go listen to those shows. Download all of them. Listen to them. Uh, Marvel at Jen Kirkman's work ethic, who does one regular show. I'm, you know me, I'm, I'm dragging ass on this one and I feel terrible about it. She does a regular show. She does a fucking video show. She's got a, she's just a machine. Jen Kirkman's a fucking monster. I can only hope to be as talented or busy as our friend Jen Kirkman. I'm working on it. Misfit Toys Co-op, Never Not Funny, Doug Loves Movies, The Todd Glass Show, No Fun with Jen Kirkman, and Let Me Watch Your Movie with You, Jonah Ray, and me. Uh, go download all of those and, and make them part of your daily podcast diet. Diet? You consume me? I'm full of calories. Lick my neck. It tastes like beans. You want to hire me to be a cameo guy? Why wouldn't you? Mother's Day is over, but you can hire me for what? Father's Day or a birthday? Or is there something else going on? Memorial Day? What about that? <laughs> what if I, you got anybody who died in the war? I'll call them. 
uh, or the family of somebody who died in the war, I'll be like, ah, you know, here's I get, here's what I'll do. I promise you. This is exactly what I'll do. I'll do whatever you want me to do because you're paying. But if you just leave it to my own devices, here's what I'll do. You'll be like, oh, yeah, my cousin died in the war. Please call my aunt. And I'll just call. I'll just do the video and I'll be like, terrible i'm all i'm i'm all off there but i hope they understand the sentiment you 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 gotta have me play at mouth taps that you know what it's not it's not really a celebration of your cousin's death and that's probably not the word i wanted to use a memoriam whatever the fuck uh until i come along and play mouth taps and then oh boy you want to watch a party pick up you want to see people hit the dance floor you want to see people eating popcorn right out of a corpse's mouth oh my christ almighty there you go that's a party starter fucking light the fuse let's light this candle just fucking kick it in with mouth taps get people out there and they're all fucking doing the electric slide which is unfortunate because your cousin died in an electrical accident in the military but i so what it doesn't matter it's a tribute we're paying tribute to you and your cousin and your family and your aunt and uh, and we're doing it all with mouth taps hire me for cameo bookcameo.com is how you do it online you can also download the app to your phone and hire me to do it that way why not why wouldn't you what the fuck do you got to lose right it's your dead cousin he's not gonna even even if he doesn't like it he's not around is he gonna haunt you is your dead cousin's ghost gonna come climbing out of the dirt nap and go boo why did you hire him boo and you're gonna go man it was 20 bucks and then even your ghostly cousin will go all right well i will return to hell and he's gonna dive into the ground and go say hi to the fuck neck and Roy Cohn. Uh, so hire me for a cameo, please. Why not? <laughs> um, if you want to send me money, and that would be a good thing. And again, I feel shameful even asking because of the way the fucking schedule of this show is working. But I will tell you this. Uh, I still got to pay bills. So I'll, I'll fucking tell you about it. If you go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com, why, yes, it does exist. And in the upper right-hand corner, you'll see a little donate, Hornboy. Click on that, and then uh, you can send me a PayPal payment, either a one-time payment uh, or, a, uh, or a, uh, uh, a monthly donation. You could do that. Why not send a monthly donation? Or a one-time deal, whatever you got to do. And you know what? I received a one-time payment from, uh, I think, now, I, I mean, I have to write him. But uh, let me find out exactly who it was. It was like from somebody. And I was like, wait a minute. I think I know who this is from. Uh, But they wrote me a fine and wonderful note, which was super nice. Uh, But I think it's our friend KC, who I thanked earlier in the show. I think KC may have sent me something. And I was like, what the hell, man? Um, and, and I just, it was super nice of him to think of me. There's no reason not to think of me. Why not? I'm great. Uh, also our friend Hannah sent along a donation, but that was because of the Twitch thing, but that's okay. I'm happy she did it. Uh, and anybody else who wants to think of me and send any sort of donation, that would be great. I'm going to pull this up because I got to remember exactly what this person said. Uh, here we go. It was, uh, yeah, I believe it was my friend KC and he sent me a a very, a very unnecessary and nice uh, payment last week. And uh, he wrote, my check is good because you remember I told the story last week about the check coming from the insurance company and they bamboozled me with the nonsense. Uh, and so he wrote me a uh, he sent me a PayPal note and said, ha ha, my check is good. And it was very nice of him. So I should probably text him to thank him for that because I think it was him. But it's under the a business name. Well, you know, nobody needs to know any of these details. But regardless, if you want to be like him, if you want to be like Mike, 
If you could be like Mike, then you go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com, go to the upper right-hand corner, click on a, a horn boy where it says donate and give me a one-time payment on PayPal or a monthly payment, a stipend, if you will. Why don't you tithe me like I'm your favorite church? I'm a podcasting church. Why not? Hook me up. Uh, so please do that. Also, you can become a patron at Patreon. Yes, that still exists and it's happening. And I am glad that anybody would go ahead and participate. Now I've lost a couple of people this month. And again, I'm terrified. I think it's because of the release schedule or whatever you want to say, which is a drag. Uh, that could be true. It might not be true, but I don't know. What do I know? I, 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 I can only think it had something to do with me because I'm the guy who's involved, right? I'm the guy running it. Uh, but let's go ahead and say some thank yous really quick. Cause, uh, I, I may have mentioned this, our great friend, uh, uh, Steven Brogy bumped his, uh, donation up and our, we've got a new donator, our friend, Brian Archuleta. Hey, Brian Archuleta. Thank you for stepping up and go ahead and becoming a patron at Patreon. You're super cool. Uh, we've lost a couple of people as well. Some people also lowered their pledges. You're, look, Regardless, you're all very nice to think of me. I'm glad anybody was giving me anything. And thank you so much for going ahead and contributing. If you would like to be a patron, go to patreon.com slash the 40 year old boy. Uh, no, patreon.com slash Mike four zero Y O B. Ah, foolish patreon.com slash Mike four zero Y O B. And you can become a patron like our friend Brian Archuleta did, who signed up for a monthly uh, donation there on Patreon. Thank you, Brian Archuleta. You're the best of the best. Uh, and you can do the same thing. Go to patreon.com slash Mike four zero YLB and, uh, and go ahead and throw me some dough. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, I have channels. Did you know that I have channels? I think you do. I have, uh, I have youtube.com slash the 40 year old boy. You go ahead and check that out. You got twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. Now I'm streaming on Twitch virtually, uh, five days a week. Eh, we skipped a little this week and this week was weird, but, uh, twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. You go ahead and follow or subscribe over there and watch me playing games. Sometimes it's puzzles. I've been playing a weird Batman game. That's kind of a story game. That's kind of fun. And the penguins in it and fucking uh, Catwoman, pretty sweet. Uh, it all depends on what day you tune in. Now I will say this, uh, it, it could be puzzles. You could be, you could be drawn in and be playing yourself. Who knows? The point is, if you go to twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy and you follow or subscribe, you'll always know what I'm going to be on. You can tune in. You can chat in the stream. Watch me play games. Sometimes participate for playing puzzles. It's a great thing. Brings the community together. So go ahead to twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. Follow or subscribe to me on the channel and uh, youtube.com slash the 40 year old boy. Go ahead and follow over there if you will, too. That'd be great. And uh, and uh, I've said this before. And again, words are cheap. I don't like, uh, I live, I make my life with them, but, but at the same time I say them a lot and I don't mean to be this person, but I'm excited this week because my great friend Ahmad is coming to town. You know, Ahmad, remember Ahmad from Kuwait, our great friend. Uh, well, he's going to be here on Monday and, uh, he'll be here for like three weeks. And in the time that he's here, he will participate in some of the streams over there at twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. He will probably be around when I record a podcast or two. That would be cool if he was. And also, I will say this, he's going to, uh, he and I, uh, and he's probably not excited about this, but I am, I'm very excited. We're going to do a, almost a streaming school. We're going to learn. I'm going to take notes. Uh, and I'm going to ma make a much better product over there at Twitch and uh, play different games and find a way to use my Raspberry Pi and all these different things. I'm excited for him to come here and help me with Streamlabs and help me hook everything up. And uh, and I'm glad. I'm glad the dude even cares enough to come to town and visit me. That's the best part. But then as he's here, he's willing to give his expertise and help me out. And I can't thank him enough, although let's not force it 
let's not talk about it just yet. Let's see what happens over the next couple of weeks, because he could very likely go, you know what, dude, I'm going to go watch soccer on my phone and fuck all this because I, I wouldn't blame him because I'm like, how does this work? Where does this plug go? And he's like, shut up. No, thank you. Uh, he would never do that. He would never ice me out like that. He would never chill me out like that. But, uh, but I'm glad that he's going to be here and, uh, and I'm excited to work with him on making everything better. That would be pretty cool. Uh, and it'll just be cool to have somebody around, you know, I mean, I, I trap myself in here and I'm alone and you know that, and and I gotta admit, man, I am fucking gassed. I, I, I say this all the time because this has become an issue and you're very kind to indulge me and I do appreciate it. And I probably should have said this up top, but I say it all the time. I say it so much. Thank you so much for caring enough to still tune in. Even though I'm on this fucking rickety schedule, I don't know. It just, it just sometimes feels like my head is frozen. That's all. And uh, I'm glad you you've stuck with me and going forward. We're going to be better. We will be doing shows. I, you know, I want to get back to a Thursday schedule along with streaming and every other thing, because this is the job. I've talked about this a million times and talked about it last week. In fact, it's just, um, I feel the need to reiterate it. So, you know, I don't take anything for granted. I just, uh, this week again, it was just, it was just a struggle for me. I don't know why, but we're better now and, uh, and we'll be better going forward. And man, I, you know, the sleep schedule thing is a big deal. I mean, I'm glad I've got that sussed, but boy, do I need to go crash now. I, and I, I don't mean to be a jag off about it. I mean, I, I look, this show's late. It's my fault. I should have fucking cranked it out a lot sooner. And you guys are super cool to indulge me. But at the same fucking time, man, I got to get to bed. I, I, you're awesome. And I hope you're enjoying this. And I'm, you're probably not even listen to it on Saturday. Maybe you listen to it next week. Maybe you listen to it the week after. Maybe you'll never listen to it. How about that? And then, you know what? You'll never know that I'm here telling you how great you are. Do you really want to miss out on me telling you exactly how cool you are? I don't think you do. I think you want to step up and go ahead and throw me into the mix so you can find out exactly what I think about you guys. And I think you're the fucking best. How about that? You like that? You think there's something wrong with that? Podcast! Podcast!